0: Hello there. Welcome to. I oh, sorry, again because he did a little giggle at the start of it. Sorry. Might keep this. Might keep this in. Might keep this in. Do it. Might keep it in, guys. What? Might keep it in. What?
1: Stephen Hill not editing a podcast. There's a fucking surprise. Wow. <laughs> there's
0: a lot. There's, there's a lot of editing this week. Hello. Welcome to episode 37 of True Cult Pop. It's a music podcast. That's it, really. It's not. A good, it's not a particularly great pitch. Um, I'm always trying to think of what it actually is but it's a music podcast. It is. It's me, Stephen Hill. Welcome to the show. We've got a good show for you today. We are the font of all knowledge, as we review In Times New Roman by Queens of the Stone Age, coming up later. Roger Walters' controversial O2 shows took place a couple of weeks back. We were there in the flesh. Dave Fenson of the Pop Collaborate and Listen podcast will be giving you his download lowdown, as you know, we couldn't go here. And Myself and my esteemed colleague, who I'll be introducing in just one second, have picked a bunch of new bands. We thought we want to shout out some bands who have, you know, not that many fans, basically. I can't think of a nicer way to put it than that, really. So we looked for artists that have less than 1,000 listeners on Spotify. We found them. I've picked five. Another man who's picked five is bloody Gaz Jones, and he's here live with me in the house, sort of, in In, in his house, I'm in my house, we're in each
1: other's houses. We're in each other's houses, in the Um, hello mate, you are right.
0: I'm good, thank you mate, I'm good, Um, it's becoming a regular occurrence, isn't it happening quite a lot?
1: I know, nasty, this is becoming a very nasty little habit, it's uh, going down, dirty, Dirty, scrotty little back alley habit.
0: (laughs) Sad little men in their sad little podcasts doing these things, good to see you again mate. Um, Me too you too we have had a we've had a big week on the old patreon page mm. patreon.com forward slash true cop pop if you want to go over and see that me and gaz did uh, a, a really really great chat on a really really great album if you sign up for any amount um richard joyce again thank you very much for suggesting gil scott heron's pieces of a man which is just a fucking brilliant album i went into a record shop just a few days later and i was like i i, I this is the album that i need and the guy was like don't have it, mate. Apparently, it's quite difficult to go. It
1: is, it is. It's, it's a rare one to find in the wild. I've been looking. I know that. I've, no. I've seen, there's there's a compilation of like some of the early 70s stuff. I've seen that in a couple of record shops, but I'm like, nah, I want pieces of a man. I want an original as well. So if I do see it, I'm probably going to have to like part with a good hundred quid. Is that thought. what we're looking at? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, was, I was I wasn't aware. I wasn't mm. aware yeah, that. that was last week. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. go on.
1: No, no, I was just gonna say Richard Joyce did confirm on Twitter that it wasn't him wearing the Gil Scott Heron t shirt. I don't know if you saw we'll that. Get, <laughs> oh, I did, yeah, sorry. Right. We'll, we'll, get,
0: we'll get to that guy in right. a little bit later. Although yeah. well, actually we probably don't have time to even talk yeah. about him. But yes, yeah, so that was out last week. This coming Saturday, Dave, who you have been hearing from from in a in a little bit because he because Dave went to download, I also kept him on the on the line to talk about the debut self-titled album by Handsome not Hansen not Umbop, Handsome oh and we went we went we went crazy we went fucking yeah we 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 went absolutely crazy if you aren't aware of that record and you want to be aware yeah. as i said go over to our uh our Patreon page and oh. page and it's there sitting there for you waiting for you to be you know for you to listen to it and um it is fucking so great like so it's, are you aware of the album You're oh surely aware of that yeah
1: album. ever since i think i heard needles on a radio kerrang cd
0: no it's going to panic we have this conversation oh okay
1: panic. sorry spoiler yeah. i was i could have yeah. sworn it was fucking needles Me, okay
0: needles is the first single but i mean as if yeah yeah like you fucking find it on single yeah on exactly. yeah
1: best but, of right. luck with that um but yeah, my god yeah i'm gonna i remember this is One of the albums that I bought in Tower Records in London, when you used to do the day trips to London and stuff, because that was the only place I could find it, it was like fucking 19 quid or something.
0: The the, the only person I know didn't get it for 18 quid on import. (laughs)
1: Mm-hmm. oh it was him fucking- it was import i spent 19 oh, pounds he? on it <laughs> 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 <course you> <laughs> <laughs> fucking london fucking-
0: prices <laughs> oh my god yeah i mean it's fucking uh, hell you bought in london it actually cost a pound more than getting it imported from fucking some uh, little record seller in the you have a little oh my god i'm gonna get rem- reminiscing about the 90s already yeah
1: shocker early, but yeah uh, it's never too early yeah. it's never too early mate
0: um yeah i ordered that uh on import fucking yeah. what a great album oh. so if you're not aware of that band mm. then go and sign up if you're aware of that band and you'd like to you know feel the loving embrace of other mm. fans of that record and go over to our patreon page also if you sign up for five pounds here this week gaz and i sat down bit of a revelation for me mm. death leopards hysteria turns out it's pretty fucking good that album
1: yeah, it, it, so it is It is a classic album, what a surprise, mm. kept it on brand, yeah. uh, it is, um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've loved, well, you know, if you head on over to um, the Patreon site, sign up, and um, you can hear me talking about 35 years plus of memories associated with that mm. album, and um, it was actually quite a joy seeing you get more and more excited as we did the track by track review <laughs> oh my god! The second,
0: like, I, you know, I didn't, I'd never listened to that album before, mm. but uh, it, the second half of Hysteria, it's—I knew Seven. the big singles, mm. but the second half of Hysteria, is a fucking giddy joy. I, yeah. be- I can't believe it. It's
1: a revelation. Uh, it's
0: isn't it? been, sit- been sitting there all these years, mm-hmm. yeah. waiting for me to like yeah. hip thrust the shit out of it too. I, now my hips are old and haggard. I don't mm. know that I can handle it. But fuck <laughs> me, like, yeah. Uh, look, I don't know if there's any other Def Leppard albums. That I would feel similarly about, I'm not sure. Um, probably willing to give it a good go because you know I've listened to Pyromania now as well. But yeah, you know I've listened to a couple of others, but certainly that album, for that album alone, I can forgive Def Leppard getting old and tired these days. I get it. Yeah. I kind of get it now yeah. properly. Yeah. Um. So there you go. Go over and sign up there, and um, all that stuff mm. is there, and more will be coming, I'm sure. Uh, right. Okay. Now. What a week for songs that we have been listening to in <laughs> our spare time, guys. Because every week there is a song stuck in a head. I think I'm going to try and make a playlist soon of every single song. Yeah. I do a yearly playlist so of every song stuck in the collective heads of the podcast alumni. Um, in at uh, in, in, in the end of the year, I think I might try and do that.
1: But should, yeah. it's a great idea.
0: There are two. I think pretty huge pop bangers. I'm going to start with the. I'm going to start with mine because Please I think don't. it's in. Because I think it's inferior. Basically, I think it's as as a song. Mm. I think it is the inferior song of the two. Right. But I've got a playlist. <laughs> I, went, I went. I went out the other day and I put a playlist on in the car called my school disco 1995 if you follow me on spotify you should i've got lots of great playlists i've also got my school disco 1995 right and it is it is
1: <laughs> wonderful it is
0: my christmas school disco 1995. So it's all the songs. i remember it and if you go to how can you remember that or well, funnily enough um Going through some stuff, I actually... Because me and my mate DJed. We were the DJs from my school disco in 2005. Really? 95. So wow. we knew what... We, we'd worked out what we were going to play. And I found out of old stuff. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. So I made this playlist, right? And a lot of it is like... You know, it's got like uh, Oasis and Blur and Pulp and Suede and stuff. It's also got some of the kind of big pop, you know, kind of... Stuff like Here Comes a Hot Stepper by Nick Amosio and stuff like <laughs> yeah. right that. Right? Yeah, fucking great. And all of that stuff has pretty much stuck with me through all the years. Mm. But Dreamer by Living Joy came on.
1: Amazing.
0: Which I'd sort of forgotten about, but then you kind of don't really forget no, about it. No, you never forget It's so that. massive. Yeah. Because let's be honest, this is the only notable song from the Italian Eurodance crew, taken from their debut album. Their debut album. Wow. Don't Stop Moving. Uh, ripped off by S 7. Yeah. Is a year's <laughs> yeah. It's it's kind of like
1: outrageous. Outrageous. <laughs> outrageous. Fucking outrageous. On the
0: 24th of August, 1994. Now... Right, do you remember it coming out in August
1: 94? No, I remember it coming out. I remember it being absolutely fucking everywhere the summer of 95.
0: Yeah, do you know where it got to when it was first released? Number 18.
1: Really? I thought you were going to say like, you know, number 62 or something.
0: No, it got to 18. number 18 for a little. 18, which I sort of think, you know. So it went from 18 and the next week it went down to 67. Wow. Went out of the top 100 the next week.
1: Okay.
0: Um, on the 22nd of October 1994, it went back to the UK charts for a little bit after a few weeks, but it came in at number 85 Mm. and then went back to 97 and then it exited the, uh, the top hundred once more. And then November got to number 99. Mm. So you're like, well, okay, no one gives a fuck about this song. No, no one's going to give a fuck about this song. Mm. Um, got to number 85 the week after, and then it got to number 97 the week after that. So as we enter Christmas, 1995, Mm. this song has been pinging around, between kind of 80 and 100. And then out again for quite some time. After one week where it just hit number 11. And I don't know what happened in May 1995. But in May 1995, it just went in at number one.
1: That's mad. I had no, I, I had no idea that its journey was that.
0: It's crazy, right? That's, and I don't know. Because I was like, oh yeah, 95. And yeah. Then I saw released in 94 and I was like no wow. surely not 94 no, That's, and that no really point fucked point. with my head and then I was like oh no it was 1995
1: yeah.
0: but mate when it did get to number one yeah. how big was this song
1: it was fucking huge well it was big enough to knock back for good off the top of the charts it was which, yeah, was, which, which is, what... is kind of mad thinking about it really mm. you, know, you think yeah. how how supernova take that were in well you know Pick any fucking year, but especially like early to mid '95. Fuck me, man! Yeah. I mean, back for good was huge. Huge, you know. That was a huge song, but yeah, getting you know, it's kind of the ultimate insult. This kind of beautifully crafted kind of pop song, a timeless pop song, gets knocked off by this chavvy fucking regional <laughs> nightclub, you know. Um, Italian euro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No hats, no trainers. You know. Yeah. um, yeah. It it does remind me of some fucking good nights out, though. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. You know, the death. The death of the regional nightclub. There's an idea for a Patreon special. What were all about? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What
0: were all about? Yeah. Fucking flicks in Andover. Um, oh, and Bud's Bar in Basingstoke.
1: Right. Yeah, the ki- the Keyside Club in, and Pasco's in St Ives. <laughs>
0: oh. Pasco's,
1: yeah. Oh, I'd love to
0: get a to get a pa- oh. Pasco's, yeah. Bottle of hooch,
1: bottle of hooch, bottle of two dog. Live, enjoy, yeah. On a- but pa- pack of ten B and H gold. You know yeah. <laughs> in
0: in me kickers, yeah. yeah. Bottle of Foster's ice. Oh, oh. the nineties. Oh. I mean, this is the thing is, this came on, and I was always a bit like, Look, you know, I have got. And I think I always did you know I always had a soft spot like I always liked I I liked dance music growing up like I liked dance yeah. music as we're about to talk mm, about in mm. a bit with a bit more kind of something a bit more credible and a right? like <laughs> um but I, I like you know I like dance music I thought it was cool I thought those songs were really fucking catchy yeah. They come on and sometimes I go, fuck me, did I ever like this? Like, one of the songs on that playlist yeah. is Children by Robert Miles. And I'm oh. like, this is just a dirge, isn't
1: it? It's no, like, a, no, man. No, no, no. 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 Children man. is a all, all you've got to do is just go to any one of a certain villages You go, "Bam, and everyone's just like, yeah, Robert Miles, Children. No, no, no. I always had a soft spot. The thing is, right, like, you know, in 1995, I was, what, 17 and there was so much of this fucking ch- cheesy euro dance there was so much of it it was out, yeah. it was beyond overkill it got by this point and a lot of it i fucking despised at the time because i was just a you know a 17 year old fucking turbo indie wanker
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know but now when i hear these songs on you know absolute radio 90s or whatever they fucking still sound so good um, well, look, but was, you know, stuff like like you remember jx remember that there's nothing i won't do anything i oh, yeah. want me to Massive! Oh, I heard out. that on the radio recently, and fuck, it sounded so good. It sounded really fresh. Heads of you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking that yeah. is a good song. You right? know, yeah. uh, well, the original "I Love You, Baby," oh, yeah. "I Love You, Baby." But
0: that's got that weird Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. but anyway, I always yeah. thought that was really weird. But yeah, like mate, but so good. Used yeah. to vein by Culture Beat, all e- that shit.
1: Exactly. Yeah that, yeah, that period. There was so much of it, and it seems to have dated really really well a lot of these records sound better now like a lot of the garage um like uk garage stuff from the late Mm. 90s and early noughties, which again i fucking hated at the time Mm. i put it on now because my girlfriend's Mm. got me into that kind of stuff again and i'm like fuck this sounds good you know well i've got
0: there are plans afoot for somebody in a band who you wouldn't expect to like that sort of thing is going to come on and to the podcast at some point and talk about the UK garage kind of oh late my 90s, oh early my god!
1: I'm, so, I'm, I'm there front and, I'm there front and center, mate. Oh, it, that's yeah, gonna be amazing. Be <laughs> it'll be good.
0: Um, but this, I just like this came on and I was like, on a, what I want to do like fucking ninety miles an hour down like little country roads. It's like I'm a am a, a dreamer. Means, and it's a it's a here I lie on alone, am a dreamer. Yeah. It's it's delivered like fucking. Like like Rob Halford or something. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it, it's so <laughs> yeah, fucking it aggressive. It like is. the vocal yes. is so fucking yeah. aggressive. Like honestly, uh, uh, like that that bit, I think like all of it's really good. Like, like
1: boom, boom, wow. boom, 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 boom,
0: <laughs> But I was like, Oh and then when she comes in, in yeah. left like everything about it is great, but that yeah. bit where it goes into like new wave of British heavy metal <laughs> vocals. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: mate, Brilliant. I was Brilliant.
0: like, I am fucking, I'm fucking all over this shit. This is like, great. There, there, there is a weird connection between like bombastic kind of power metal and really, really cheesy euro dance. Oh, like they God, all love yeah. like the fucking bus and all that shit, right? Yep. And I was listening to this and I was like, yeah, I can kind of see it because. They're both ridiculous and cheesy and obnoxiously over the top and really quite overly aggressive yeah. in, their, uh, in their delivery despite, without being kind of heavy. But they're all about melody. And yep. man, I, this is, this is a, a, a wonderful three minutes and 44 seconds of your life.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it instantly takes me back every time. Yeah, this more than most of them, to be fair. This is the sort of song that would it used to get played like three times in a, in the night because there'd be three different hen parties in there, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, she, you know, Sharon from Stafford, there she is, she's over there, give us a wave, girl, you know, she yeah, wants, she wanted, she wanted a bit a of living dreamer. joy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's living joy, yeah, <laughs> mate, brilliant,
0: six hundred thousand copies it sold in the UK alone wow. as well, that's so, hard. I mean, they yeah did all right. Yeah, they they did, did all right.
1: They did all right. They did, they did all right.
0: Uh, so there you go. Live and joy, dreamer. It's been, I've been fucking like, it's been in my head. It just cannot get it out of my head. Mm. Um, or oh, I couldn't until, <laughs> until you sent me over what you picked. Mm. And fuck my life. This is, this is, you know, when you've forgotten, it's just not even like you go, oh, I've not listened to that for ages. You know, when you've just forgotten the song exists. Yeah, And then you hear it and you go, I used, to, this is, I used to love this. Mm. Gaz, go on. I'll let you do the intro.
1: All right, well, uh, my, my earworm because it's just one of my ultimate summer jams. It's uh, from summer of uh, 2007, 23rd of July 2007 to be exact, and it is Song for Mucha, open brackets, out of control, close brackets, by Groove Armada, uh, featuring Mucha Buena, X well, was ex-Sugar Babes at the time, now Mm -hmm. in Sugar Babes, because they finally fucking got the rights back to the name 20 years later or whatever, you know. Um, And yeah, this is... This song, man. It's it's just wicked kind of new wave, synth, up-tempo, electro-pop with sus and sass. And it's got those wicked kind of gap-band fills, like... But it's just just strutting and just the biggest chorus. You don't panic, panic, don't Yeah. It's too far away to ruin my day. It's it's just it's so big. And like like Mucha like she left the sugar babes about 18 months before this came out, maybe two years, and she was always the one that had you know the best voice. She was the one who, who had the best voice in the Sugar Babes. They could all sing, but she was the one who, who had the fucking soul voice. And I generally thought that she was going to be like a megastar, an absolute fucking megastar. And the Sugar Babes were just going to kind of fade into obscurity. With this you know revolving fucking door lineup they seem to have had at the time, yeah,
0: it's like weird frankenstein's monster of a sugar Babes.
1: yeah, time yeah time it was it was really weird, yeah, it was bizarre, but and like this was um kind of the first thing that she'd really i think when it initially got released, her vocal was uncredited, I guess that's because she was still signed to some fucking contract through Sugar babes or whatever, but it was i mean it was released on on a groove I might around, but it was also released on michie Buena's debut album, real girl, yeah real yeah. girl, which is. <laughs> It's it's so good. Died on its ass for whatever reason. Like the, um, but me, you know, she's she's back in Sugar Babes now. You know, I'm and, I'm and, and, and you know, She's talking about Frankenstein's monster. She's had a lot of fucking work done. She was one of those ones who just could not draw. Just stop. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, you know, she was like stunningly beautiful back in the day and she had this incredible fucking voice little pop fact for her, this song was originally going to be called Song for Estelle oh as in, going, really, back to, really? going back to going back to our previous album yeah, yeah. when we were talking about American Boy yeah it was yeah. going to be Song Song for Estelle initially um, but apparently yeah she came in and it was dog shit oh. so they asked Michibuena to come in and you know I think they were a bit nervous about getting her in the studio because they'd heard sort of she was a bit of a monster and stuff, but they were like, she was one of the sweetest people. And she was like 21 at the time. 21. Mad.
0: Yeah. Like th- she was this kid. song, I mean, look, I, I, I was going to see the pandemic. I was going to see Groove Armada and the pandemic, mm. it got cancelled during the pandemic. And, and like, they're a band who, Love I Grieve, don't Art really, Art, Art. yeah, I, I I like you know, their greatest hits, I think it's fucking incredible. I mean you think like super styling at the river, a sea baby, if everybody looks the same, red cargo. Red
1: Alert, red alert, was that there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's something. Ban (laughs) out. Red alert. Yeah, and like mate, they got
0: like you don't really think of Groove Armada Mm. as sounding like this kind of like sort of proper kind of new wavy shiny 80s mm. pop thing which is yeah. essentially what this is and yeah. that really wasn't particularly cool at the time no mutia definitely brings like a bit of kind of london a, a bit of contemporary london yes. swagger to this song definitely yeah. Yeah. but this is fucking this is fucking great so this is on soundboy rock i mean again i don't really ah uh, there is a groove Armada album that i used to listen to I, it's the one with them on the, the silhouettes in white vertigo Ver- f- that's yeah, a great yeah, yeah. album really a great good. Album. Really, really good yeah, yeah. but like yeah. their greatest hits i mean like i say again yeah. in the car a few weeks back my mate had the greatest hits on i got in the car he'd come and pick me up and yeah. i got in the car and it would gone past the song already otherwise i would have heard it uh, yeah, kind of yeah, about yeah a month ago but we <laughs> listened it, and i'm sitting there can fuck me man i am not listening to Groove of Modern for ages they're fucking great aren't yeah. they and they are they're fucking great but they don't usually sound like this they've got yeah. m- much more that kind of i mean you know that Kind of dancehall thing that they they brought to yeah. I guess like late nineties electronica and early two thousands electronica really really fucking I really do like Groove Armada and this is like yeah. brilliant elite outside the wheelhouse of both yeah. of them yeah it's this is fucking there awesome were, this song
1: there were two songs that summer that uh, I was doing a um I was doing my first ever this, when I had my first ever driving job that summer there were two songs on the radio that summer that have always stayed with me one this is one of them. And the other one, I don't know if I should say it or not, because it'd probably be a future real one, but I no, fuck it. The, the, other, the other one was alpha Beat, Fascination. Ah, oh,
0: yeah. What? How did that go?
1: I can't it, remember. we for the new suspension. oh, uh oh. We live oh, on right, fascination. Yeah. It sounds like Footloose, that, yeah. basically, yeah. And, yeah, uh, I remember that song. Um, yeah. Not as good as this song, granted. This is better. Yeah, yeah this is, yeah. Better, this is <laughs> yeah. better. But th- th- those two songs always remind me of that summer. Um, but yeah, this there's just something so fucking, yeah, just strutting and classy about this song. And I, I don't know how many hundreds of times I've listened to it, it. It still just instantly raises my mood. And in the summer, as it's been, you know, a fucking scorcher last got on a week mm. and a half or whatever, it sounds fucking great, cranked God, up. Mate. It's wow. so well, good. This. Song. I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I'm glad. i brought it back into your life, mate. Really oh, am. mate. I don't <laughs> think it's going to leave it ever again. Good time. So good. Good. Uh,
0: good. Song for Mucha by Mucha Buena and Groove Armada. Great mm. pick. Now, Gaz, you and I. Mm. Um, a week and a bit ago, just before we recorded, just sorry, just after we recorded, uh, or I recorded last week's podcast with Rich, uh, you and I went to the O2 to see Roger Waters um, mm. on his um, retirement tour. A tour which has been causing quite a lot of um, problems in, I don't know, in the media. In the, I mean, you know, look. Like, He's been investigated in Germany. We should just get all this out of the way first, right? He's get, been investigated yeah. in Germany um, for wearing uh, the coat that he has basically been wearing. Look, I did a whole special on The Wall. The Wall's one of my favourite albums. The Wall, obviously, is a kind of um, an allegory of fascistic, of, of how getting being a, a rock star who gets loads of power uh, can turn you into kind of a fascistic monster, right? That That's what that's about, right? And then he he kind of realises that and then puts himself on trial and then breaks through the wall, his mm. kind of self-imposed wall. He's put like That's basically the wall <laughs> for people who've never heard of it before, which is weirdly quite a lot of people on Twitter. Yeah. Weirdly. Um, it came out in 1979. He's been touring it since then, doing songs from that album since then, in character since then. Um, uh, and people um, have seemingly taken this particular tour um, to kind of point out that Roger Waters is a fascist due to some of his beliefs outside of this particular show, right? So obviously this hasn't just come from nowhere. Roger Waters, a man who is very, very um, uh, politically opinionated, shall we say. And he even admitted as much as the lights went down. They said, if you're one of those people who goes, oh, I like Pink Floyd, but I don't care for Roger's politics why don't you just fuck off to the bar now that's what it said at the start of the show now i'm gonna fess up straight away like one um the israel palestine conflict thing i mean the fact i've just called it a thing goes to show i suppose how much i know about it i literally could i could not tell you anything about it i don't know anything about it no nothing nothing at all like i don't know anything about it right um, I don't know what Roger Waters thinks about it either. I don't know anything about it. I kind of uh, am happy in my ignorant bliss. Maybe I shouldn't be, right? Maybe that's bad of me to just admit that I don't know anything about this. But I genuinely, like, I just, I've never, I've never read up about it. I don't know anything about it, I don't know anything about it right? And um, so I don't know if what Rogers, Roger Waters thinks about it. One, I don't know what Roger Waters thinks about it. And two, even if I did, I wouldn't know whether that was right or wrong or whatever. But what I do know from having watched that set, which featured, um, you know, calls to crush fascism, capitalism, call for trans rights, human rights, women's rights, uh, was obviously pro Black Lives Matter. Uh, shout out people such as Breonna Taylor and um, George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know kind of weird that and uh, some am frank um uh some some body which just represents am frank or something again i don't know um said that they shouldn't be using am frank's name alongside those people and i think well surely that's exactly the sort of person that frank's name should be put next to um uh all i will say is this right i don't know right but watching that Roger Waters didn't strike me as somebody who is particularly right-wing, <laughs> I would say, no, at all. all right. um, so I just want to get that out of the way first. Now, if you're sitting there going, oh, don't, you're ignorant, and, um, oh, you're just making excuses for him because you like the music of Pink Floyd. I mean, yeah, you know, you can call me ignorant, that's fine. I'm happy to be thought of as ignorant, uh, because I can't really argue that I am. Um, I do and would take consternation to somebody turning around saying, Oh, you just like Pink Floyd. No, I don't. How dare you assume you know how I feel about music, which has been in my life and in my family, uh, away from the members of Pink Floyd for 43 years? How dare you tell me that I just like Pink Floyd? I don't just like Pink Floyd. I am massively, hugely that, that. you know, particularly that run of four in the, in, the, in the 70s from Dark Side of the Moon to The Wall. Um, you know, Wish You Were Here in Animals as well. Those albums are really important to me. They move me. Um, my best friend um, took his own life and they played the full uh, Shine On You Crazy Diamond at his funeral. Wow. That's now more powerful to me than any kind of political... Thing that Roger Waters could or would say and if you think you can turn around to me and say oh you just, you're just you making excuses because you just like his music, sorry it's, huge, it's, it's massively transcended that for me now, massively transcended that for me, so I actually would be quite insulted if someone turned around to me and said oh you just like their music, I'm sorry that you don't have a close connection or a, a kind of a, a true visceral important connection to art, I'm sorry that you're so kind of dead inside that you don't know what that feels like that's not my problem but don't try and fucking put that shit on me so as a kind of preamble to the gig because we are just going to talk about the music because and 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 what the gig was like i just wanted to get out of the way first because a I don't know what I'm supposed to be annoyed about with Roger Waters. I genuinely don't know. And there were people protesting outside and I looked at everything, the things I had to say, and I didn't dismiss it and go, oh, fuck off or whatever. Because I was like, I want, you know, what what are the problems? And I listened to what they had to say. I did. I sat there when I was waiting for you. I listened to them talking to people as they went past. And I was like, I should, you know, maybe consider some of these things. But ultimately, I don't even really care about Roger Waters, the individual, when compared to those songs. So uh that's all i'm really interested in so i just thought i would um flag that up is that fair to say do you think Gaz?
1: i think so um it's funny you know the, the, like the older the older everyone gets the less likely you are to kind of i don't know experience new things say especially experience new things at gig but that's certainly the first time that i've ever seen a protest outside a gig and mm. Um, you know, there's nothing Marcus will add. add I completely agree with, with everything you've said. Um, you know, shocker, Roger Waters is not a fascist. Mm-hmm. You no, know, he's no, just no. not. You know, you're a bunch, you know, but it's, I don't know, it's like trying to, it's like, what, what's that famous Aussie quote? You know, a one, one-legged one man trying to win an arse-kicking contest. He's just, he's <laughs> not going to win, mate. He's not going to win. Mm. Um, but, you know, a... A very good friend of mine, um, I found out the following day that where he was sat in the gig, the same night we were there, you know, there was some sh- some quite nasty shit went down, and yeah, that left quite a sour taste in my mouth. Not re- not regarding the gig, because as we're going to talk about, the gig was you know, sport. It was fucking incredible. It's one of the best gigs I've been to in years. Probably since I saw Springsteen 10 years ago. 10 years ago today, actually, it was. was it? Yeah, yeah. Good old Facebook memories. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't remember anything anymore. It just comes up on there. Brilliant. Birthdays, yeah. everything. Um, but, yeah. It, like you were saying, the music of Pink Floyd has, has been in my life for as long as I can remember. One of my earliest memories is, like, going through my dad's vinyl and just staring at the Dark Side of the Moon cover for hours. The, you know, um, the the Animals cover, you know. It was the Animals cover that made me want to go down to, like, um, you know, that part of London. Yeah, Battersea Power Station. Yeah, yeah. Battersea Power Station, because I wanted to see it. Mm. You know, and when I saw it, I was like, fuck, you know, it's Animals, you know. Animals, like I was saying to you, that that is my favourite Pink Floyd album, because of, you know, it just just reminds me of so much stuff when I It reminds me of my dad and stuff like this. Um, but yeah, could, could we just talk about the music now, please? Absolutely. All yeah. right. I right? Mean, yeah, yeah, of course, man. <laughs> Keep the energy levels just, up, you know? Just sort of
0: flag, flag that up early, Yeah. right? Yeah. That, you know, um, I'm not apologising for anything, basically. No, neither am I. I. I'm not going to let anyone else kind of tick me off for... Um, for the music I like, and that, and you know, and to be fair, that goes with with anything really. Like that mm. does go with anything. I don't, I wouldn't do it to anyone else, no. and I don't, I don't want anyone doing it to me, and I don't have any respect for you if you I might, try and do that to people.
1: I might do it if they're a Lost Profits fan,
0: but you know. I mean, I even look if somebody listens to Lost Profits, I would be like, "Cool, oh, fucking hell Like you've yeah. got a strong stomach there, my friend. But <laughs> it's yeah. you know, but again, like,
1: but again, who we, just, th- who, who, that, we judge, who we who we judge?
0: That might have been the first song. Like they might have put. Uh, rooftops on the first time they held their firstborn child
1: you don't know that's the thing thing. you don't know everyone's story is different
0: yeah yeah so I think you've got to be a bit careful with that stuff that's what I would say Um, but ultimately this set list is just just fucking I mean I think the thing for me was I was like right, well chances are I'm never going to see some of these songs played by anyone who actually kind of took part in the creation of them right Um, the stage set I thought was was really cool you know it was in the round it was kind of in a square uh, lots of sort of um changing um lots of sort of visuals and stuff it wasn't the kind of big bangs and sort of light shows that you expect from kind of you know m- like, you know i've seen roger waters doing the wall in full in berlin in a kind of stadium a huge kind of yeah. 150000 cap stadium wow. i've seen the, the video of that and and it looks like all that is all the kind of and stuff we didn't really get any of that and it, but it was still a cool looking show yeah. i thought it was a cool kind of quite unique looking show but really none of it particularly that isn't really what struck me i mean i do think when we get towards the end and the kind of he did, he did the second half of dark side of the moon in full basically yeah. he did from money onwards yeah. and it building to that crescendo to that climax as the kind of prism comes up and the light comes up and as that starts to happen. That was that was fucking magical. But um comfortably numb as a starter. They did a kind of weird offstage version yeah. of comfortably numb. Yeah. Which is a little bit I was a bit like ah, we uh, just yeah. have the normal version of it please Yeah, but, than yeah. Yeah. see you playing it as well. So mm. that was a kind of I mean I wouldn't say it's disappointing because it was comfortably numb live so it was cool still but um happiest days of our lives another brick in the wall part two and three uh, then we got three of his solo songs. We got the powers at B, um, which is all right, I think Bravery of Being Out of Range and The Bar, which is a new song. And he yeah. did quite a lot of chat. I mean, like, you know, he'd been chatting a lot over the kind of during throughout this tour. And I, I was kind of glad that he kept the kind of the spiel to a minimum on the night that we went because I'd heard he'd been mouthing off a fair bit. So there was that, and there was a bit towards the end where he started going off on one. And I was like, oh, okay but um, you know like the long old monologue before the bar which is fine Um, but then the kind of the first set ends with have a cigar wish you were here shine on your crazy diamonds part um, you know four to six and sheep yeah. right I mean I mean I've got to say like you, I I, I kind of looked away from you when from when Wishes You Were Here came in because I kind of lost mm. my shit when that mm. happened and I just couldn't yeah. believe I was like I never ever even really considered that I would see uh, you know that live and I it was a it it was fucking it was fucking amazing I mean Shiny crazy diamond again I got quite emotional at that and then sheep that version of sheep was just spellbinding and the sheep kind of the, the floating sheet come out i mean at that point i thought it started good and i was loving all those songs and we had a few of his solo stuff which i sort of expected But when we get to the to have a cigar it's when that show went from like wow to like oh my fucking god help me yeah it
1: was yeah i like like i was saying earlier you know pink Floyd's. Been, I can't remember a period of my life where Pink Floyd music wasn't around me in some form or another. And I, 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 generally never you know, the thought of seeing these songs live has never crossed my mind ever. Because I was just like, that's yes, not a fucking. It's never, you know. I, I, I like ten billion other people applied for tickets for Live Eight. Didn't fucking go. Of Course, I didn't, you know, like a lot of people didn't, you know. And I was, you know, w- watching Pink Floyd from the comfort of my couch in summer of 2005, it was incredible. I was like, okay, well, you know, that so good, that one. You know. yeah, it was unbelievable. Um, Roger Waters and his Canadian tuxedo, I remember that, it's just an <laughs> outrageous amount of double denim. It was great. Yeah. Uh, um, I just thought, you know, I've got, I've got the music. I feel blessed that I was born in an era where this stuff was kind of there you know and so revered but the the, the fact that yeah yeah yeah. You know th- thanks ever so much mate for you know giving me the opportunity to to see this because I, I, I you know Us and Them is my favourite Pink Floyd Us, mm. Us and Them and Sheep are my favourite Pink Floyd songs and I didn't think he'd play I deliberately I, I'm a, you know I always look at set lists because I'm that sort of prick but I didn't look At this one, and yeah, just that, like you were saying, yeah, company blum. It was a bit bizarre, but it was it was still rad. And you know, another brick in the wall. It's still it's a core. That's a core memory song for me. Mm. You know, um, one of my earliest musical memories is hearing that song. Um, on it must have been on the radio or or or, hearing it somewhere, uh, and you know, party or something, and. To sing that live, it was just like it was. Suddenly, my head. I was just like, "Fuck me, that's Roger Waters. This is this is ridiculous. I can't believe it. I cannot believe I'm here." Uh, like you said, luckily he kept the spiel down with the bar. You know the solo stuff. Yeah, you know solo. Radio Chaos. I think is a great album. For I think it was '89 and '90. That's really good. Yeah, and well,
0: that'd be the big one that
1: he did. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like you said, yeah, yeah, have a cigar. Wish you were here. Showing Your crazy diamond sheep. And then it was like I was actually quite glad there was an interval there because I needed to catch my breath. I was just like, wow, okay, yeah. this is this is ridiculous. And then, you know, set to
0: In character, starting the like come yeah. off, And yeah. so clearly, I mean that's the thing about it. If you watch the whole yeah, show, that's the he thing. comes out and does In the Flesh and Run yeah. Like Hell in the Nazi jacket yeah, yeah, with yeah. the gun. In character, it's so different from Does literally it... everything else in the whole fucking set.
1: Didn't he say something like, "It's art, darling"? It's like, well, of course, it's fucking art. He's playing a character, you twat. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like differentiate between art and real life. Come on, what I, is I, I, what? Oh, I, I don't I, I believe. Don't I I
0: don't believe anyone honestly thinks that. I I honestly I oh, I watched no. it and I was like, and I was like, "There's you you." <laughs> A fucking three-year-old would know the difference between, the, yeah. like, a three-year-old with no context whatsoever. If you plonked him down there, yeah, and went, yeah. "What's going on here?" He's like, "Oh, he's he's pretending to be a bad man." Yeah, they'd know. Grown adults do not think that. Yep. They just want to get. They just want to get Roger Waters. I mean, loved, loved. That, that little bit where he was all like kind of sneering yeah. in the crowd and stuff, great. And it
1: was great. It was great. It's and wonderful. Like he sh- pantomime he villain. It's a pantomime villain.
0: <laughs> and he got the he got the machine. He shot the machine gun into the crowd at, yeah. at just as the pig went over. Yeah. Right on in front of us because it was like I say, so it's like kind of foot, in the round, and he did yeah. it right in our in our little bit. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, fucking that was stuff. wicked. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, I mean that was great. And then you got deja vu. Is this like you, you, are you are
1: want? You missed that run like hell.
0: Oh, no. Yeah, he did yep. too, yeah. Um, in the Flesh and run. I mean, running Yeah.
1: Yeah. Have you ever noticed how close that, well, basically how Soul Asylum ripped that, rip up, ripped that riff off of Black Gold?
0: Um, I don't know that song. So I've not you really listened have... to Soul Asylum that much. So uh, no, I wouldn't know. Yeah. But I'll have a listen. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, if you, if, you, if you want to listen to a really good metal version of it, Paul Bearer covered it. Oh, really? and
1: it's good oh, yeah. okay it's
0: really good i mean i love that song you're,
1: you're a break yeah. yeah oh it just oh does that intro oh, oh. I, couldn't, I couldn't believe i was standing there yeah i know it's not fucking dave gilmore chill out i get it but to be in that room right here's one for you steve right was it me obviously i've been to fucking loads of gigs you've been to a fuck ton of gigs right my hearing is fucked, okay? My hearing is, f- you know, thanks, Lemmy. My hearing is fucked, okay? <laughs> that gig, that Roger Waters gig, was hellishly loud. Because my, oh. my ear was ringing like a fucker, right? And I was like, this hasn't happened in about 15 years. Me having to do that thing where you sort of, you know, you do that on your ear. Because mm. you're getting that weird fucking vibration. Like, I, like, I was like, this must be fucking loud.
0: Yeah, it was loud. Yeah. It felt but, really, really Yeah, loud. yeah,
1: you could feel it, but the clarity, you know, the sound quality was outrageous. And then, like you said, you know, when it, they go money straight into us and them, I was just... Yeah, money, us done.
0: and them, any colour you like, brain damage, eclipse. Yeah, yeah. is an unbelievable little run there, and it yeah. was beautiful. Um, yeah. Hard to follow it with two sets of sunset, the bar reprise, and outside the wall. Yeah. Quite a big rant at the end of the... um <laughs> yeah.
1: Unfortunately, I'd already gone to get me. I'd already gone to get the last, the last train, train home. Right. Yeah.
0: Um. But mate, I mean, regardless, mm. for, I thought I thought it was fucking brilliant.
1: Yeah, it was. It, it's been a while since I've seen a, a show just like that. It was just this kind of audio visual mm. fucking feast where it it, it was like. It, it seemed like something was happening every kind of couple of minutes. It was like, oh, oh, and here comes the flying pig. Oh, oh. and here comes the sheep. Oh, and now he's got the gun out. You know. Oh, and then you know, it's just you know, the mad visuals. And I thought it was the, the, the beautiful bit during "Wish You Were Here" with the whole Sid Barrett stuff on the screen. That yeah. was that. Yeah, that that touched quite deep. I was, I was like, that's mm. that's cool. That was cool. Yeah, that it was, was really cool. Was it, it was the really kind of a story being done told.
0: And- yeah, story yeah. being told alongside it. Yeah. You know, me and Sid went to watch. Um, they said he went to go see Gene Pitney, supported by the Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones, like yeah, Rolling yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to start yeah. a band, and it was all yeah. kind of been get the train back the to Cambridge. And, and, yeah, yeah, it was, was really, it was really good. Like you know, yeah. that's not again. Like you don't need to blow things up and have massive lasers and like people yeah. dressed up, dancers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. When that was really, really captivating. And yeah, like mate, again, just seeing those songs um that will stay with me for a while i feel quite lucky to have seen it again you know i sort of said it about Elton john a Definitely. little while ago it's like yeah. you don't really get the chance to see that we're probably getting to the point now yeah. where you just won't get the chance to see that
1: i think in, we're now in, in, we're in now 10 at, years yeah.
0: time yeah it, 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 you
1: th- that'll be gone right we're at that tipping point now i do generally think that mm. this is it now yeah you know really if the it's, it's just unfortunate that the gigs are so fucking expensive now. The ones who are at the tipping point, like, you know, the the stones and people of that ilk, who I'd love to see live. I got to spare 700 quid.
0: <laughs> no, no, you've got to blag that guest list, mate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a- <laughs> yeah, that's a
1: long guest list, my friends. It is a long guest list. Um, yeah.
0: But, you know, luckily, they might stay around forever because luckily, AI is here to help right oh thank god for that thank god so paul mccartney this is good news roger Mm. was great by the way um paul mccartney says he's employed artificial intelligence to help create what he calls the final beatles record Mm. um they have used the ai technology to extricate john lennon's voice from an old demo so he can complete a song um it is apparently going to be a 1978 john lennon composition called now and then um obviously this is not like this is the first time this has happened but you know free as a bird fi- uh, famously you are um and and what's it? Some free it's not called free love is it? it uh, real, real love. love real love yeah real great love. song great song. um bra- yeah both brilliant songs i think yeah. um i think that's actually real love is better than free as a bird isn't it? yeah it is it's it is yeah. yeah yeah and um You know, those two were released in 1995 as part of the Beatles anthology Mm -hmm. release and all that, and they kind of tooled it all together. But this is something different to, to this, isn't it, really? I mean, at least that was some kind of original recording of John Lennon, whereas I believe this is bits of John Lennon that have then been padded out with pure AI.
1: Yeah. I mean, initially... Because obviously, like a like Fr- Bird was released for the Anthology One compilation. Real Love was released for Anthology Two, right? Okay. And they were initially working on a third song, which was Now and Then, which was going to be released in conjunction with Anthology Three. Right. Okay. Right. But obviously, it was George Paul Ringo. George didn't like the song. He thought it was, I think his quote was, "It's shit." And so, because the Beatles were democracy, they just were like, okay, we won't, we won't do it. Mm. But I, I remember seeing an interview with McCartney years ago, and he was talking about this. Oh, we were working on this song called Now and Then, and George didn't like it. And the, um, but they'd started it, and Paul always said he was going to go back and finish it with Jeff Lynn one day. And now's the day, you know. And I, I, I've heard, uh, I've heard the original demo. There's bootleg of it going around. Has been for years. I've heard some fan kind of. Edits of it, you know, putting like music to it and stuff. It's a good song. It's good, it's a good. It is. A, it's a good song. It is a good song. Um, it's mad. It's it- mad to say that yeah, twenty twenty three, and it's happening. It's going to be mm. within the next few months. We are getting a new Beatles song.
0: Yeah, that is mad, isn't it? Yeah, it's mad. Yeah. I mean, I we, the, the whole AI thing. It, it weirds me out. Yeah, me
1: too. I'm just like, nah, it's, it's like, I think it's already gone too far for me, frankly. But
0: did you hear the uh, celebrity skin with by Hole, but with Kurt Cobain on vocals? You heard that? No. Oh,
1: wow. Right. Yeah, you, I've heard the o- I've heard the Oasis one. Mm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, fucking hell. But yeah.
0: yeah, but the one that freaked me out the most was hearing this like AI Kurt Cobain yeah. singing celebrity scheme by Hull and I was like oh, it's just it's just it's, just, it's weird. really really weird yeah. really
1: weird and how, I, far, I wa- how far is it going to be how far is it going to go before someone goes we've gone too far now
0: I don't think that will ever happen I've I, no. I, I got to the point now where I genuinely believe that will never happen no. I don't think there will ever be oh we've gone too far I don't think that's going to happen
2: no
0: because this if you'd have if you'd have mooted this as an idea 15 years ago mm. people would have gone well you Matt no. No no, no 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 you don't do that do you remember when they were doing the I mean that's around the time when they started thinking about doing the the hologram thing yeah and people were like no 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 no, no they yeah.
1: up in arms about it you know the whole Dio thing Dio hologram and Tupac know, Tupac yeah of course Tupac yeah
0: Tupac and um
1: um worked out right for Abbott though
0: <laughs> it did, yeah, um, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. People go and you know, people now will go, but they go and see Aber. It's not Aber, but they go and see. Yeah, I'd go to that.
1: Do you think after? Well, well, saying that, do you, it's not a case of think. It's it's a case of when. Like as and when Ringo and Paul die, mm. there will be a Beatles hologram. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't be surprised at I, all. You know.
1: Zach and Sam's the other thing, you know. It's just like where do you stop? You know, who's gonna? You know, it, they'll do it with the Stones when Mick and Keith go. I guarantee it. Mm. You
2: know,
1: it's the uh, thing.
0: The mm. thing about Abba is, is I guess the, the Abbott have actually gone and they've done a whole brand new set list and they have performed yeah. it and it's been recorded. Whereas True. this is like, oh, how do we piece together? Because mm. you know, when they did like the two pack one or whatever, it was like, oh, here's our we, we got a load of old footage and we just kind of yeah. turn it into a hologram. And you go, like, yeah, okay, fine, but I don't like. So it's like a youtube video but i can see through it right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah i get it right and I, i'm in yeah. the room with it so you don't get any of the kind of atmosphere or the actual that and again like you know the the to go back to the ai thing with the celebrity skin version with kurt cobain singing it sounds exactly the same as kurt cobain's voice yeah. but it doesn't but you, you know it's you can tell it's not you can tell I, well, okay i can tell it's not i'm yeah. sure you could tell it's not yeah. i'm sure most people listening could tell it's not but yeah. i wonder if Thirty, forty years from now, maybe when there is just so much music and co- technology and culture and everything it's moved on so much that people will just be like, you know, who cares? It, it might, it might well get to that point. It might get to that point where, I mean, who knows what? You know, I remember fucking hearing "Believe" by Cher and being like, "Well, if she can't sing that, then she shouldn't do it." she Should be mean? singing it, yeah, yeah, and like that's fucking long gone, right? Do yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. So yeah, you know, oh you if you got a play your music you've got to play your instruments you've got to be able to do it live and all that it's like well not not anymore in a studio anyway you can't do it in a studio and you Mm. don't really have to worry about it live so much i mean that as a thing is kind of that attitude is sort of dying out and in a one way i'm you know i I don't really mind but i do think it's like well yeah like i said I, i just i just don't think there will ever be a point where people go People in the music industry who have got money can be made from it. I don't think they'll ever think about the moral quandary of it. Of I think course, they fucking won't. There was something recently I saw actually like Christopher Reeve is in, uh, uh, like a, kind of an, a version of Christopher Reeve is in, uh, as Superman is in The Flash,
1: I think. Oh, yes, really? The new Flash movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, obviously Michael Keaton. Type, yeah, Mark like, is back as Batman, isn't he? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And there's Reeves, this interview yeah, and there's this interview going around. I think it's like a kind of a spoiler. It might be a spoiler. Um, there's this interview going around with Christopher Reeve, where he's he's saying like, you know, this kind of thirst for sequels back when he was, you know, obviously when he was alive, and he would just sort of done Superman four, I believe, and he was just obviously so fucked off with it. He was like, I hate sequels. I hate this kind of coming back to the same character. I hate, I hate. And everyone everyone's going, how ironic that you know you have taken this person and he would have fucking hated it. Yeah, he, he would have hated that. it, and he never would have agreed to do no, it. Um, really, yes. So, on that level, you could go. Oh, it feels a little bit icky. Um, but then, you know, no more icky than the Pantera reunion. Hmm. In fact, probably yeah. a little bit less <laughs> icky than the Pantera reunion. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, interesting. I'm interested to hear what it sounds like. When it yeah, I'm
1: about. really, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, I'm, yeah, genuinely looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, but in the meantime, there are other things that we could be listening to, like. In Times New Roman by Queens of the Stone Age. The eighth studio album from, I'm going to say it, the biggest stoner rock band that America has ever produced. Because I think we could probably put Black Sabbath in there. Um, If that's what Queens of Stone Age even are anymore, really. I'm not even sure they are. Um, But it's a follow-up, this is, to the, for me, very disappointing Villains album from 2017. Uh, What do you feel about Villains, Gaz?
1: (laughs) I... (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 poor. It's re- it was really really poor. I I'm not gonna lie. I kind of checked out on Queens of the Stone Age. Around the time of um, era era vulgaris, that was kind of when I was like, okay, time, I'm done here. We're done here. Uh, I you know I I really like to Paralyze probably more than I should. It's alright. Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty yeah. Nice. You know, but. Yeah, everything kind of since then. Really, it, that wasn't my queens of the Stone Age. My queens of the Stone Age was the self-titled and especially Rated R. Rated R, you know, mm. when they were the baddest motherfuckers in town, man, the hardest fucking gang. Yeah, just yeah, Nick Oliveri screaming till blood came up into a microphone, whilst wearing a Hawaiian shirt. With his ass hanging out,
0: yeah, or, you know? or nothing, just wearing. Or, no, or all nothing,
1: of yeah, yeah. After snorting like ten kilos of cocaine, <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, mm. look. Firstly, if this feels like a long time between albums of to Stone Age, that's because it is like the longest gap that they've ever had between yeah. albums. It was also recorded a couple of years ago, but I think a lot of that has played the that's played a part is the fact that Joshua Homme, their man and guitarist, has revealed just this week that he's been recovering from cancer. Mm so obviously um, that has played a part in you know not just the release of the album but because the kind of the the feel of the album although having saying that in the build-up to the album I've read a few interviews with Josh and he's been saying that kind of the trauma of his life means that it's always this thing where people go oh, I had a really traumatic time so I had to make an album whereas he's been saying my life was so traumatic and difficult that the last thing I wanted to do was try and write some songs. Uh, and you think, like, yeah, probably that is how the majority of the people on the planet deal with um, any kind of adversity. They go, oh, God, fuck, do anything else? I've got to deal with this. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this has just been sat around for two and a half years. I'm yeah. I mean, he's only recently added the vocals to it. And wow. like you, I mean, I have to be honest, it's been a while since I've really cared about Queen's of Stone Age.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, um, I thought, you know, as I mentioned, villains, quite bad. Yeah. I heard... I went to a, a playback before it came out of Light Clockwork and at the mm. time I wasn't very impressed. Although now I would say I think it is the best album of theirs after that run of first run of three. Mm. I do think Light Clockwork is actually really, really good. um of I think there's a few good songs on it, but it is well patchy.
2: Mm. Songs
0: for the Deaf, I think, again, is probably less patchy, but it's still markedly in quality than yeah
1: you know, so. i think it's an insanely overrated album songs to the death there's some great stuff on it mm. the, but the best stuff is the stuff where lanagan's singing and Nicole is singing and yeah. the drum and the is obviously fucking spectacular obviously <laughs>
0: yeah no, i mean look but, you know it is a good album i think it is a good yeah. album but those first two are amazing yeah and you know you mentioned um lullabies to paralyze mm. uh which again i, I you know the, the quite high points it. the high points on that album are mm. uh, you know I, I was expecting another brilliant raucous amazing you know he yeah. e, songs of death like it's not as good as the first two but it's still at least an eight out of ten i would say and i was sort of thinking oh, well do you not think it. even
1: that no i generally generally don't know no really i tried convincing myself at the time because of all the hype and the hoopla mm. um and everyone was calling. Um, no one knows, like you know, the greatest rock single of the last thirty years and stuff. And I'm like, mm, it's not, though, is it? we like, lost a bit of this
0: allure at this oh, point. its allure. Oh, it's Oh, it's in, a, day,
1: it's see, in yeah. that drawer. It's in that drawer. It's yeah. that drawer is locked, yeah. so yeah. it cannot escape. A box A. For you. Oh, it's oh, what's beyond Box A? <laughs> <laughs> a <laughs> the
0: box the, in the bottom of the ocean. Box yeah, yeah, a, yeah, the of the yeah, ocean. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't really need nah, to hear that song ever nah. again, to be fair. But anyway, look, you know, particularly as well, I'd say 2013, they mm. played Download, mm. very, very disinterested. Yeah. You know, having been a great band live, yeah, yeah. and Back in the <laughs> Band, they were fucking great. Yeah. I had just sort of written them off. And, you know, here we go. So we've got In Times New Roman. Was I right to, to have done that? I mean, I don't know. Look, I'm going to preface this by saying I'd written Foo Fighters off. Uh, and so. they came They came back with a really good album that Rich mm. and I spoke about last week. I don't know how yeah. you feel about that record, scoop. It,
1: it. It, it, yeah, I, I agree with pretty much yeah, everything you said. You both pretty much bang on. Uh, it is by far the best album they've done since Wasting Light. I know that's that's almost damning with fate and praise because everything they've done since Wasted Light up until this album has been pretty fucking pony, yeah. Um, but, but it's yeah, they, they, they've just made, you know, Foo Fighters made just a great Foo Fighters album. No fucking around with electronics or, oh, we're going to do a disco song. We're going to do, you know, a new wave song. No, they've just written fucking Foo Fighters songs. Just write Foo Fighters. Stay in your lane. <laughs>
0: yeah. And yeah. so now, can Queens of Stone Age do no. the same? Right. Mm. Essentially, if we compare it to the Foo Fighters album, I would say no. But I think it's certainly a sort of step in the right direction. For me, the best stuff on this album is the kind of orchestral flourishes to it. I like all the songs that feature that stuff. I think when you think of what Queens of Stone Age are, you mentioned Nick Olivieri, Spitting Blood, and you like big fucking, you know, thundering riffs and Josh Homme, like, Curled Lip Cool. That's what you think of when you think of Queens of Stone Age. Um, I don't think they're very... I'm not going to say I don't think they're very good at doing that anymore. I don't think that is their strong suit anymore. And I think you either have to go, okay, are they good at the other stuff? And sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. But I think if you're ever expecting another rated R uh, oh, no. as, as okay as this is, I think it kind of puts the nail in the coffin to say, no, you aren't ever getting one of them again.
1: we always knew that really
0: we did always know yeah we always knew that but this is like irrefutable (laughs) like at this point you go okay because you always kind of you have a bit of hope and look, i don't think this is a bad album right so it starts off paper um the first two songs are all right right so you've got um obscenery obscenery and paper paper mache right Mm. and they kind of sound like a mix of the kind of Air of vulgaris and Light Clockwork together, I think. Not really anything particularly exciting about either of them, apart from those cool orchestral parts in the first mm. song. And when the guitars go away and they come back in, it is really nice. I don't think it's a particularly memorable song. I think the bass and the orchestral bits, orchestral bits are really good. Paper Machete, pure Queens of Stone Age by Numbers for me. Not a great riff, not a great song. It's one of those things where you go, this would be good for Royal Blood. It's not really that good for Queens of Stone Age.
1: That's a bit harsh, mate. Well, it would I be
0: good for royal blood, wouldn't
1: it? Well, harsh yeah. Well, who? no, no. Okay, yeah, yeah. It was a bit harsh on Quizzes of the Stone Age. I, think, I mean, I, I would. You know, do you want? Do you want to finish and then me kind of?
0: No, no. Go on. R- I, you, well, you feel free to step in because I'm about to be nice about some bits of it. Oh, uh, okay.
1: Time. Well, you know, I, I, th- I think this is. I think this is a really strong album. Oh, yeah. It's it's front loaded to fuck. I think the first like six songs are as good a group of songs that they've done. I think in fuck me, well, yeah, twenty years basically, best part of twenty years. I think this, this, you see. It's interesting what you were saying there about what you that kind of old, um, like vision of Queens of the Stone Age with you know Nick Oliveri just being this, this psychotic fucking just hellhound and Josh Josh Homie just being the coolest motherfucker to, to put a guitar around his neck with a cold lip and stuff yes you know that ended a long time ago but I, I think what they've kind of morphed into or what I like the bits that I could sort of cherry pick from those kind of intervening albums you know like the you know the, the like Josh's falsetto which I've always really liked um, the kind of sort of more kind of sort of gently fussy instrumentation, the kind of metronomic sort of double time on the hi hat almost, which is very mm-hmm. much according to the Age trope, which I've always loved. They seem to have just kind of got that balance right again for the first time in God knows how many years on the I, you see, I, I think paper, I think Paper Mache is fucking great. The the riff's a little bit like Little Sister, but better. Um, yeah, it's a bit yeah um i think negative space is massive like, i love the bass line in negative space like, that's just wicked yeah, a time and a place kind of opens with that sort of classic queens and the stone age like off kilter of guitar line which is a bit is like it, kind of monsters I, in your parasol kind of thing
0: i love i i really like that i think that mix yeah. that kind of disco bass again those strings yeah it doesn't really rely on a riff i mean i was about to say negative space i quite like negative space um as a song but mm. if you're going to Queens of Stone Age, looking for riffs, and you know you always kind of think like, oh, there's gonna be some really good riffs in here. I think yeah. it's a ploddy little riff. I think it's a good song. but well, I don't think it's a great riff.
1: No, yeah, but but for me, like like I was saying, yeah, the best thing about Negative Space is the bass line. Yeah, it, the it, bass is all over this album. are Fucking great. They really fucking mm. pop. Um, like M- to Parade's got that just filthy fucking glam stomp to it. Um. You know, the, the sort of nice kind of, sort of like, was like psychedelic sly guitar inflections, like, all over this album. And, and it's really well played. I don't know, it just seems to be a lot more kind of cop. I don't know, for the way I've, I've listened to it a, a good sort of, I don't know, eight, ten times in the past week or so. They just, I don't know, it just feels like, not maybe not necessarily got their mojo back, but it just sounds like they're kind of confident. They sound a bit more confident again than they have done in a long time. they have kind of. Going back to the well—is that the right way of saying it? That they've gone back to that Queens of the Stone show? because that last album, Villains. I mean, it was—it was produced by Mark Ronson. Mark Ronson, yeah. And it, it sounds like, like a, a fucking album. Me- yeah, it sounds like Mark Ronson, but just a just horrible fucking mess. It just sounds like someone's vomited up a load of old disco records or something. Just, I just, I just didn't like it at all. Wrong fucking choice. Where's the bottom end? Where's the fucking bottom end, Mister Ronson? Where's the bottom end on that album? It just sounds tinny as fuck. It's horrible. Um. I mean, you know, the second half of the album is a bit meh. I think it tails off massively towards the ends. Really?
0: See, the second half's good, man. Oh, I really? Okay. Oh, I there would you go. say, there you go. I would say, um, uh, Sicily is one of. It's got this kind of stalking, grinding mm. feel, very, very tightly wound without ever exploding. And what I was going to say about this record is that you know, again. I, I actually think you know, them going back to the well like and them doing like oh we're going to do a Queens of Stone Age album and I agree like I, I, I think like clockwork is good and I think like like clockwork uh. the reason I didn't like it when I first listened to it is because I was like where's the heaviness where's the rock in Queens of Stone Age <laughs> and it kind of wasn't really there and it wasn't really there in villains either but that was no. more to do with the production I think than yeah. particularly than the songs yeah. but like it, I they really took it. That it really that took that kind of loungy like and post pop depression that he did with with Iggy Pop Josh. Yeah, know, I, I think it's a fucking great album. It's, it's a great not, album. Never yeah. tries to be riffy or heavy. And right. I think like he's proving and he proved that he can do that. And for me, the best moments on this record are where they don't try and sound like classic Queens of Stone Age. Like, mm. uh, "Emotion Sickness" was I think the first single or one of the first singles.
2: Yeah,
0: and you know I just was like it's, it felt like a weird choice to pick something which I don't think is particularly representative of the album because all the stuff on the album that I think that kind of works is you know like Sicily or um you know the the Clairvornier or um time and place mm. uh and and the, and the last song as well which is nine minutes long and I think like when yeah. I looked at it straight jacket filling and it was nine minutes long yes. I went, oh fuck mm. me and it's you know i thought you know maybe maybe 10 years 10 15 years ago i'd have gone oh, okay cool nine minutes long quinter mm. song but now i was like oh no please mm. but that kind of doo wop slow hand blues with that kind of orchestral swoop mm. and josh sounds angry like vocally probably the yeah. angriest he's ever sounded on it mm. right or at least gruff you know he sounds kind of gruff yeah. and a bit grumpy and you get that little acoustic coda at the end and i was like that's great. What a good song. What a good song. Yeah. And and it's it, it doesn't really that kind of like you say, that kind of kraut rock, that stoner kraut rock thing that they they did or that when they were the best they've ever been yeah. doing that. They were fucking great at that. Yeah. Um
1: Didn't, didn't, used call it, was, didn't they used to call it was it Robot Rock Robot Robo, Rock?
0: Robo rock, yeah.
1: Robo rock, yeah. 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 Brilliant.
0: Um and there's not really any yeah. of that on here. And I think that, you know. I think thing, there's a li- I
1: think there's a little bit of it in the first half.
0: I do. Yeah, a little tiny bit of it in the first one. But like, um, you know, I I think this is decent enough. And there's a few songs here that I'd be happy to stick in their live set. And I think there's some stuff that basically sounds like, you know, not quite as good versions of things that they'd already done in the past, which mm. is fine, you know. Um, I don't think anything's particularly bad. I just, some of it's a little bit unmemorable to me. And it's interesting that you're like, you know, oh, I like the stuff that now feels like it's a return to the sort of classic era of Queen's mm. of Stone Age, as opposed to when they go off on the little tangent, you know, their tangents and stuff. Because I like the tangents and I'm not as keen on the kind of, the straight ahead
1: stuff. Uh, I was, yeah, like for me, Queens were always at their best when they were just kind of a straight-ahead rock bands. My favorite Queens songs are the ones like that, mm. like
0: were were is a key.
1: Well, yeah, of course, yeah, of course, whir it's were, you mean. know. But like, like we, like we we've said in the past, and like, what, you know, a band that's kind of what twenty-five years into their career now. What do you want? You know, f- for me. You know, there's way more than a couple of bangers on the sound. I think there's, there's, like I said, a good five, if not six tracks. I really, really like. I was pleasantly surprised. The more first time I listened to it, I was like, yeah, okay, okay, okay. And and then like today, I I'm just it's about tenth time I listened to it today, and I was I was digging it. Mm. I was really, really enjoying it. Really, really enjoying it. There's some hooks in there which kind of have been stuck in my head that I've been humming and stuff like that. I'm like, well, you know, I can't ask any more from a band that's been going 25 years, really.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, like we said at the start, expecting another rated R is... Oh, it's, yes,
1: out. it's never... Good. That's, you know, that sort of album's, you know, once in a band's lifetime if you're fucking lucky.
0: Yeah, you know. but I... You know, and I agree with you. Like, I don't, you know, that th- there's a, it probably, we probably pick completely different tracks. But I mm. think, you know, probably that maybe like, there's maybe like four songs on here that I'm like, if you stick them four in there, mm. then that is wicked. There's a few that, you know, like, and again, Obscenery, I think, as the opening track. Yeah. It, it's, it's fairly kind of, it does the thing that Queens do. Um, yeah. Uh, and it, it it does it you know particularly with those extra little accoutrements in there. I, I, I yeah, love like, it. The, right?
1: The or- when the orchestra when when the band kind of just basically like kind of fades out, and the orchestra mm. gets, it's it's just like pure I don't know Revolver era Beatles or something like yeah. that. You know, that was, I was like, ooh,
0: yeah, that's it is. New. Like it is Bro. new. And it's good, and I think. But you know, all the little like I actually think um, this. You know, I think basically what we've got here is I like like I, i've grown to really love like clockwork and i've grown to really like love them okay. be, being a kind of slow more you know quite a less rock band more i guess kind of more um soulful song based band as opposed to kind of a, a punk rock band and yeah. so i can I, I actually think they're capable of doing that i think they could have been they would have been capable of making another album like that i think that's now this the, because you know to me nick olivieri always brought that that he was a guy who brought that fucking fury to them, and yeah,
1: he's got the, them. The, yeah yeah
0: and i think even when you like i mean what songs have they done that like Sick" on era Volgaris is one where yeah. you go like oh you know yeah that's that's quite a kind of good like riffy banger yeah. of a song and mm. i suppose there's a few on uh Lullabies to paralyse, isn't there? There's a few.
1: Yeah, every everybody knows that you're insane. Yeah. That was yeah, it's a good tune. I really like that yeah,
0: song. Good tune. But for me, you know, like I, 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 I am now in a world where I'm like, mm, I'm, I'm happy for Queens of Stone Age to turn into a full-blown chamber pop band.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm
2: just going. <laughs> I are,
1: Will you listen to that? I'm gonna go listen to the blues for the Red Sun for the, <laughs> movie <of> the time.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you know that that's that's also a perfectly reasonable thing to want to do. Yeah. To be fair, um, but yeah, like you know, this is this is pretty good. This is pretty yeah. good. I think yeah. it's pretty good. Um, but you know, like, I'm I think
1: not. I, I think I prefer it more more than you. You probably really, do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But then I think you definitely prefer different bits.
1: Yeah, I like the and first six. More... You like the last four. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs>
0: more. There's more of what you like on it as well. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, there is. There is. There's little kind of like signposts, little nostalgic signposts. Oh, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Did you hear what Josh was playing there on the guitar? Does that remind you of something? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> you hear me? You feel me? Yeah, and
0: look, <laughs> there. There. You know, I'll, I'll probably go and see them. Um... Live when they roll. I think they've just announced a UK tour, so I wouldn't mm. mind going to see them. i have not seen them for since that download um, God, performance I, in 2013.
1: I haven't seen them since about fuck me, 99, 2000. Crikey! Yeah, yeah. Okay, now that is a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I saw their first UK gig, the, the big day out.
0: Oh uh, yeah, no. See, I didn't see that. The you first were on, the bar- one, yeah. on the barrier, waiting for television, weren't you?
1: Fuck yeah, I was. <laughs> waiting for it to come out of their evil Knievel costume. <laughs> Never forget, did uh, Tony Wright got in a massive fight with Nick Oliveri that day? Yeah, I, yeah, I they would. Believe, they, 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 yeah. Nick
0: Oliveira wouldn't leave the dressing room so terrified, <laughs> and then he smashed the place up. Oh, yeah. I, I can't understand why he got kicked out of the band. Yeah, yeah, brilliant, yeah.
1: brilliant. I, I just, got, I could just got images of just going in, them, just going in, go like, welcome to Bradford, as they nut him, yeah. you know.
0: <laughs> anyway. In Times New Roman by Queens of Stone Age it's out now. Go and listen to it if you like Queens of Stone Age. Make your own mind up. Let us know what you think. Anyway, some of you, as I understand it, listen to this podcast because you want to hear music that you haven't heard before, right? Not necessarily new music, but music you haven't heard before. So I set Gaz a challenge. I did the challenge myself as well. We wanted to find five artists who have less than a thousand listeners on Spotify who we think are worthy of your time. So five each, we've got 10 artists here. We're gonna just go through them really quickly. Because a lot of them are either old and obscure, very, very new and obscure, um, from far flung places on the planet and obscure, Um, there's not always loads and loads of information about them. So we will do our best to fill in a bit of the information. But essentially, we've got 10 artists here who have less than a thousand listeners on Spotify. Um, or they did when we first discovered them. i will get to <laughs> <laughs> in a little bit. Um, let's kick off yeah. with, with your first pick, Gaz. Uh, you have picked Reservoir Dogs.
1: Reservoir yeah. Dogs, yes. Um, starting off with the one that I kind of essentially know the least about. They're um, uh Peterborough-based um, hip-hop duo. You've got Mr. B uh, and you've got Scrolls the Mystic. um, A couple of local characters. Uh, I first came across them um, because Prim, my girlfriend, she runs uh, like a monthly art battle night Mm. where basically um, she'll get two artists in and they have 90 minutes to come up with a a piece of art on a big 8x4 board uh, from scratch and the audience decides the winner basically. Uh, I'm and most most battle lines events, um, um, yeah, go and search Instagram. for battle lines, thank you very much. Um, uh, just had to get that in there, otherwise you fucking kill me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, usually, at most battle lines, there'll be like there'll be uh, like a musical act, or there'll be like a poet, or something like that, an acoustic act. One night, uh, I think it was last year, or earlier this year. Um, Reservoir Dogs. They both they both came down, um, bit late, bit zooted, <laughs> but um, managed managed to get them a couple of mics and um, they gave me like a um like a memory stick with the with the backing tracks on. I played through the laptop through the PA and stuff, and they ripped the fucking place apart. I was absolutely I knew nothing about them. Prin knew them from um. We We'll do one of them from um um uh, like Pasca she yeah or sort of born Brendan Peterborough um and yeah, absolutely blew me what they've got everything I love about nineties hip hop mm. those like dirty kind of smoky little samples, yeah um, almost like bomb squad esque, like drums the beats are sick absolutely sick
0: boom back to um, fucking it like. Huh? Boom bap to fucking it. Oh
1: man. my god! Yeah. yeah, I mean it's a proper bit of me. This, this, it. I, I, I was gushing to them after their set. I was like, oh my god, you just remind me of like all the stuff I was listening to when I was fourteen. Ah, you know, and 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 they're like, they're kids. You know, they're barely in their twenties. I'm like, you fuckers, man. You know, and. It's you know if you like anything like um, I mean I mean kind of like especially like UK hip hop like early nineties UK hip hop bands like Gunshot. Have you ever heard Gunshot? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean we've had Marks, Mark recently, yeah.
1: Marksman stuff like this. That that whole kind of scene. Obviously, Public Enemy um, is is a massive one. Uh, Ultra, Ultra Magnetic MCs. Mm. A little bit of Cypress Hill in there. Um, it's absolutely fucking just. They're great. They haven't released anything um, for for a few months now, but there's I think two, if not three, EPs uh, on Spotify and on Apple Music, and I I just I I can't recommend them enough. If you like, if you've got a hankering for some proper like old school hip hop,
0: yeah, there seems to be a lot. They're the ones. There's a lot of young kids. I mean, we spoke about Joey Valance and Bray recently
1: you yeah. were like
0: doing just this fucking beastie boys worship and they're all they're, they're like 19 yeah. and you yeah just think like and they made a you know you go like well they must know right they must know because yeah. they had a punk album as well and i <laughs> heard this and i was about, like yeah. I, I almost i thought to myself i didn't text you and ask you too much about any so i don't ask you anything about any of these, these bands yeah. or these artists or anything right but i i listened to it and i just was like this is fucking great and yeah. um i was like Surely this is like a couple of old dudes, and this came out in like two thousand seven, two thousand two, two thousand and fucking sit. Like, do you know what I mean? I was like, this, this feels yeah. like, uh, you know, because it's like, in the same way someone like I don't know, fucking dilated peoples were like, c- clearly oh, so yeah. influenced by like yeah. the stuff that happened ten years before. I was like, surely yeah. this is like a continuation yeah. of that or something. And now when you're like, going, oh, you know, they're new and they're young, it's like, oh fuck, yeah. that's even cooler. Yeah, great.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four monthly listeners on Spotify. Four? Count them.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay. Now that's cool. Okay. So there you go. The Re- three of them are me. <laughs> um, there you go. Fuck me. That is...
1: That's peak hipster there. That there you go.
0: peak hipster. <laughs> um, mate, I have... Uh, so there you go. Reservoir Dogs. Um, it's spelt... Oh, it's it.
1: phonetic. It's phonetic. Yeah. Put it that way. Okay. Do you want me to spell it? I think so. Well, well, well we're, we, we're going to do like a Spotify and Apple Music playlist. Yeah, so they can just yeah. click on that.
0: Um, okay. So the first act that I've given you is the Transpersonals. Again, right? I don't have much in the yeah. way of information about this band. They seem like they were around for a long time um, in the kind of mid-2000s up until maybe like the last few years. I think their last album was a sort of collection of songs that came out in 2021, um, called leaves and buds they're so basically they're from bristol and i started listening to them they have got this kind of proggy 60s psychedelic meets like mamas and the papas kind of thing going on i sent you a song from their album illuminated by the light of dreams which i believe yeah. came out in 2018 so you know they've been around a little while they have tell you exactly how many um Spotify listeners they have. They have 370 monthly listeners. So they've got, you know, you you well done. You've picked somebody more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it says here, I'm on their Bandcamp page here yeah. and it says This is their their, their thing, right? There's the mysterious vacuum from which the stars and the planets are seemingly sprung and from which has given birth to me that great mysterious cosmological parent. I am not separate from, I have realized that my innermost being and that mysterious void are one and the same and I am no longer afraid and the Father and I are one and the same Son of God. So, someone's (coughs) been (laughs) taking drugs, basically. Yeah.
1: A chinta Beta Baeda Tatva. Yeah. This is someone's been on a gap year's window, haven't they? Yeah,
0: this is This is this is drug music, Lin. a drug yeah, music, boy. It's it's drug music, right? Now I don't listen yeah. I don't listen to much yeah. in the way of like full blown kind of acidy freak out shit, right, really, right? Mm. And I don't think they're they're that you know they're not the same as like you know, Sid Barrett era Pink Floyd or, or or whatever, right? Or, you know, kind of the mother's invention or something. But they kind of mixed that kind of cool birdsy or mums and Papasy like kind of, you know, Californian hippie thing with some weird shit. Um, I sent you the song I'm Not a Seeker, I'm a Founder uh, from uh, Kiss Goodbye to the File. for to, to, Kiss Goodbye to Free Will is the name of the album that's that from, from 2011. And I was like, this is just. It's just great. It's just great mad music. Um, I, I think they're. I, I don't know if they're still around, but this is a really fucking, this is a really cool band, I think.
1: It's very cool. I, yeah, I'd never heard of it before there's a pattern form in here. Mm. <laughs> um, it's, yeah. The way it starts out with that like kind of like sitar kind of droney thing going on and then it just goes into like you know full kind of garage rock meets psychedelic wig out. But the song just keeps going.
2: Mm.
1: You listen to it, you're like, oh, okay, it's, this is gonna be the fade out. No, <laughs> yeah. got another, got another four and a half minutes yet, mate. Yeah. And you're, and yeah, it's um, I'm sh- I'm, 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 not that I've done mushrooms in many many years, but. I'd be tempted to have a boil up and listen to this album with the curtains closed.
0: Yeah, it's like you know, I don't do drugs and I don't really listen to type music, but this yeah. did really fucking grab me. I was like, "What yeah. the fuck is it's, this?"
1: Yeah, it's it, it's just got all it's just all this shit thrown at the wall. Like, it's, you know, there's the bird stuff in there. there. There's a bit more bit of the kind of almost like preachy end of like the MC Five, mm. and, um, and then and then there's one bit where it's just like if they, they go like full wet leg. Yeah, uh, like you know. Um. So when did this come out? But I guess this was
0: like 2011.
1: I was gonna say yeah, this is like yeah, like 12 years before. When someone was taking notes on uh, on the Isle of Wight. Yeah. Then oh, I'll we'll we'll have that. Mm. Um. Yeah. It's it's fucking great. It is great weird wig out i haven't listened to any kind of psychedelic wig out stuff in a long fucking time yeah i think maybe that's and it was, me neither that's why maybe yeah. i was like
0: oh cool because you know i did yeah. try all this stuff at the back. like and then i yeah uh, it, i like it
1: yeah me too yeah me too they're good definitely yeah definitely gonna invest to be investigating further Got
0: quite a lot into investigate as well they've got a fair few albums so you know if yeah. you do like the yeah. sound of that Give them a shout, the Transpersonals. Mm. That's my first pick. Uh, mm. Gaz, let's move on to your next pick, Miloy.
1: Miloy. Miloy. Fucking Miloy. I
0: remember this band. I think I don't think I listened to them, but I definitely saw their name on a bunch of flyers for kind of e- you emo, hardcore, punk all dayers back in yep. the 2000s. Yep. definitely.
1: Yep. They were D- they were fucking road dogs. They used fuck me. They used to gig every kind of DIY punk all dayer. Wherever it was, you know. Shout out to the Grimsby hardcore scene. Shout out to the Peterborough hardcore scene. Again. Two episodes running. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, it's Triple H. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it, basically, you know the the kind of hype stick would be if hot water music came from Wakefield, and we're we're heavier drinkers and heavier partyers. Basically, you've got Miloy. Mm. I've I've had I have had I've, I've got I I've seen God knows how many times I've seen but like twenty, twenty five times over the years. When I was living in Cambridge, um a guy I used to live with, um, used to put on like punk gigs, monthly punk, punk gigs, and every summer he'd do a big um like all day punk fest. And there'd always be bands, um I've mentioned on previous podcast, you'd always get like v- vanilla pods and um like t- uh, sometimes you get like textbook if they were over from Chicago and stuff like this and um uh, uh cap down. Yeah. Shout out cap down or like no comply and all these sort yeah. of bands. Yeah, boy. <laughs> um But I, I just remember him like um like yeah, Miloy playing and he- I remember him playing me like a couple of um a couple of tracks off um the album. Um that was released in 2007, called More Than a Machine, and I was I was fucking floored. I was just like, "This is like a heavier, more kind of serrated version of of Hot Water Music with like Greg Ga-
0: know, Graffin on the... vocals. I get like real kind of Greg Graffin. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. But if Greg Gaffin was kind of like I don't know, mainlining vodka <laughs> and speed, <laughs> yeah, you know. And I've 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 had the pleasure to uh, have have quite a few kind of. Be present at quite a few after-show parties with these boys over the years, and fuck me, they can drink. Just yeah, and get up the next morning. Like, or most more often than not just not go to bed, <laughs> you know. And then oh, they're off in the van, off to the next gig, you know. And um, uh, uh, they only ever did two albums: uh, More Than Machine, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Was creating problems, wolves. Uh, finding finding solutions, practicing solutions. Sorry, creating problems, wolves practicing solutions uh, and then not long after that unfortunately their bassist kind of passed away very suddenly and oh, right. uh, they kind of sort of put the, you know, the kind of kibosh on it They since then they do kind of like fundraising gigs every now and again uh, like the bass the original bass player um, he was actually like a, a bass, bass guitar tutor and one of his one of the guys that he would used to teach how to play bass ended up becoming the guy that played with Miloy. Oh, right. when they were sort of you know doing his gigs and stuff and they put they put on an all day punk fest in in Wakefield, um, a few months before the pandemic hit, and it was yeah, it was quite an emotional one because they they played more than a machine from start to finish, because I always said to I oh, was you know because like. One of my favourite tracks is, is track of this album uh, called Dibs. And I, was, I, would, I would say to the singer, I um, oh, won't do Dibs anymore. And he's like, I can't do it. It's too bloody high. I can't fucking sing that way no more. And, and they did it. And I, just, I lost my shit. Absolutely lost my shit. It was, it was wonderful. And they're just, they're just a fucking great band. I, for me, more than a machine is in the shell. This is it definitely the conversation for one of the greatest UK punk albums ever made it's up there with Leatherface it's up there with Leatherface it's that fucking good
0: I mean this is really good this has got all the shit mm. that you know like if, if, if I would got my hands on this when I was sort of 21 or whatever I think I would have just mm-hmm. been you know in the same way as I yeah. was with like all I over. mean I'm going to probably mention Kids Near Water and Forever Until October again yeah, a couple oh, of times yeah. as we go but like yeah. yeah this just reminds me of those days so yeah I was into this yep. very good yeah. Milloy nice. check him out Milloy
1: um mm oh oh! sorry just quickly they've got 145 monthly
0: 145. followers that's pretty good okay fine uh i my next pick i've gone for eclipse now annoyingly there is a russian um symphonic like a kind of apocalyptica like german russian <laughs> so That sounds a
1: proper bit of you mate yeah a
0: <laughs> band called eclipse who spell it with it's spelt with a k it's e-k-l-i-p-s-e um which is pretty annoying, uh, as they are much bigger than uh, this guy, who's a rapper, uh, an MC from Newham in London. I came across this, and um, I got a mate. I think I've, I've said it in previous podcasts. There's a, there's a mate of mine who, uh, probably about sort of seven years ago, I was working with, and when I didn't know anything about grime, and I was I mm. when Stormzy was really blowing up, and he was doing, you know, there by the, you know, grace of God and all that kind of, you know, he was doing all the the more you know sort of religiously tinted more melodically yeah. sounding material and i was like i thought this was supposed to be aggressive and he was like well mm-hmm. it's not now but like he's not yeah. at the moment but yeah. listen to all of this shit and then he played yeah. me a load of this kind of gri- and i was like fuck me this is great i mean you know we've had back with sam and um, you know temper T uh, became a bit of a thing you know temps doing all that fucking <laughs> <laughs> next hype <laughs> fucking amazing right yeah. and, and and this um yeah. this came on The song I sent you is East of Man, um, which really, really reminded me of loads of kind of harsh sounding grime that I listened to a few years back. Now, I'm on his SoundCloud at the moment, right? He's got 1,439 followers on SoundCloud, but on Spotify, he has only got 432 monthly listeners, right? Uh, It says here, a rapper and MC from Newham East London started MC in the summer of 2007, uh, after going on a music course in the uh, at the roundhouse in camden meeting other people his age doing music such as multi level london and kz he then fell in love with the genre that means most of the london's youth are raging about grime so i write in lyrics and has now uh, the lyrical ability to expand his horizons to almost any genre, genre as long as he has an instrument to write to um he's actually when i go right down it says he's got two eps and recorded two videos now it's mm. 2015 Eclipse is looking to take his music to new heights, which is weird because it's obviously not updated his no. thing for fucking years,
1: right? Wow, but Eight years.
0: But um, he's still been putting music out. You know, the um, mm. the, the single What Are You uh, came out this year. You know, he's only got one album. Oh, what? um mm. and what are and and actually like when you if you were to, if you do listen to that so I was like Eastman of man like grabbed me because I was like oh it's super fucking aggro but the single that he's put out this year um it's much more dexterous and much more um it's not just kind of straight old school angry grime all the way through right yeah. like it's it's actually you know like he started using melodic vocals and singing and stuff and there's uh, you know there's uh, seems to be a lot more influence from um uh, like kind of soul music as as so many people mm. you know like a lot of people are doing this kind of thing at the, music, uh, at the moment but like yeah, he, he seems like he's um he's quite eclectic an artist so I, I was I was banging into him
1: same this this gave me when I first put it on I was just like is this Skepta yeah because it, it had that kind of like attitude that all kind of that's not me you know <laughs> which I you know I fucking adore um. again you know from being in a relationship with Prim for the past few years I've been exposed properly exposed to a lot of this shit and I, I fucking love it mm. and um. yeah this this is this is great I'm definitely going to be like checking out is I'll be interested to hear that new song you were talking about with yeah. like the sort of soulful kind of vocals there. but I that that was the thing that kind of initially kind of grabbed me with Grime I was just like this is like this is so fucking heavy and gnarly and it's, it's punk as fuck because they're all just doing it in their fucking bedrooms yeah. and on their phones. In the street. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The, you know, the, you know, the videos are done, you know, with like two guys with, with, you know, with, with fucking camera phones and shit and it, it's, it's so fucking just real and like straight off the estate mm. and I love it. And after videos, is it, like, you know, them on their old, you know, stomping ground and stuff and it's just like, you can, you can almost just like smell the fucking danger. Yeah, and it was yeah. I can't. I can I, I wish I'd paid more attention to that shit at the time, but I, I just wasn't getting exposed to it. Mm. I was just, well, yeah. Essentially, yeah, just, just hanging around with a load of bloody yeah middle-aged white punks, S- which is yeah. Speaking of which. <laughs> 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 Should we talk about some more middle-aged white punks yeah yeah but yeah you know like he's he's, uh, he's yeah.
0: good i think he brings know that, that grime thing a little a touch of dubstep on some of the earlier um yeah. releases as well like he's got a bunch of shit yeah. going on i think he's really good um i hope he still carries mm. on making music um let's talk about yeah. that's eclipse with a k uh not the russian symphonic fucking whatever they are band uh bedford falls you said oh, me yeah. as well. Um, mm. So go on, talk to me about his band.
1: Bedford Falls. I mean, I, I kind of, I, I think the I first time I saw Bedford Falls was would have been at that that uh, all-day that punk fest, like the first time I saw Milloy. Bedford Falls were on quite early on. And they were the one, out of all the bands that day, my mate who I was living with at the time, shout out DS, hello mate, um, he was like, You'll fucking love Bedford Fools. They're like Buffalo Tom meets replacements meets Lemonheads, with a bit of Bob Mould in there. You know, plaid shirts, um, but with you know old school emo kind of sad songs about girls kind of angle, which I love. And literally, the whole the whole crowd they're on they're on maybe like second band out of maybe eight or nine that day and everyone there bought their cd Mm. they sold out t-shirts they couldn't fucking believe it and like every time they came back to cambridge they'd headline on a saturday night and it would do you know they're from they're from like south wales from from cardiff um i i've sort of very luckily i over the years became very good friends with tom tom willicombe their singer lovely 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 man and um They've done three albums. Uh, not the most prolific band, like the first album, Savings in Alone, which is still the one for me. That came out in two thousand eight. Mm. Elegant Balloons twenty twelve, and then Send More Bees was twenty eighteen. Uh thirty-eight monthly listeners, which is fucking outrageous, but just it's 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 proper like yeah, late eighties, early nineties, indie rock with a bit of Kind of sort of post-hardcore, well, post, post-hardcore slash emo kind of lyrics, but just just play. Just the music has always given me such a warm hug. And if the band couldn't get any more special to me, the first gig I saw after the initial kind of 2020 pandemic was lifted, when it got lifted that summer, yeah. uh, Bedford Falls announced uh, a socially a socially distant gig in Newport, South Wales. And I said to Pri, I was like, We're going we're going South Wales. We just we'd got the train um up to Birmingham and down, down to Newport. It was all kind of socially distance on the tables and stuff. And Bedford Falls they kicked in with the song that I sent you, Slow Dancing, which is and they kicked in with that and I just was literally bawling my eyes out.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a great song, man. I mean, it's got that. Yeah, it's... It, it almost when it first started, I was like, is this some sort of Oasis riff? But then it goes into that early emo feel. And when the geezer's voice comes yeah. in again, you know, Forever yeah. until October and uh, fucking Jets to Brazil or uh, yeah, Jets to Brazil, uh, yeah, early Jimmy Eat World, like kind of any of those yeah. bands that you want to chuck in there, like mm-hmm. that. And and you know, like again, you, you said about Newport had a really like strong seen around, yeah, yeah. I guess probably would have yeah. been you know again when in the start of the early two thousands and that you know mm. and a band like this would have been, you know just fucking, I, I can see why everyone would have lapped it up. I mean it's got the, yeah yeah you know, that most that most beautiful girl and you are the most
1: beautiful most beautiful girl yeah. I've ever seen. Won't you come out slow dancing with me? Yeah, it's and it, it's, it just it fucking it just hits yeah, me it is every really time. It's really it's, good. It's really good yeah. Cool. It's it's you know. Yeah, man. it's just uh, kind of like uh, bless him i, I asked I, I said to tom um i messaged tom the singer a few days ago i like, go look dude you know explain what we were going to be doing on the podcast this week and you know bless him like straight away he, he, i was like could you just send me like a couple of little kind of like you know funny little facts about bedford fools and like, he just messaged back straight away And like it's the only band he's ever been in right um uh, he, he he refers to the band as uh, they are the triggers broom of bands because they've had about twenty members come and go, <laughs> but still the same one at the head. You know, but, you know, Tom's ahead. Well, he's a broom manager, I'll say. Uh, their their bassist used to be um, Phil Campbell's tech. Oh wow! As in the Phil Philip Campbell from Motorheads, yeah. yeah. And he's going to be standing in for ra- in uh, raging speed on on their next tour.
0: Oh, wow, that's a very different gig for him
1: just a tad <laughs> yeah. but just they're just very good
0: they're very good yeah well uh, again mate they, are, they
1: are yeah um, they, are, they, are, they are wonderful yeah just, just one of those bands you know yes a lot of the bands that I'm talking about you know Reservoir Dogs aside aren't particularly kind of current but I just thought you know I'd use this platform responsibly and talk about just some fucking good stuff that has meant the world to me over the years that I think generally think people who listen to the podcast would get into yeah. you know I do generally think that
0: Well, mate, there they are, Bedford Falls. Um, My next band Mm. I've picked is Caved. Now, they are, unquestionably, a grunge band. And we are talking early sub-pop style grunge. This is really scruffy, really nasty, in a mud-honey, grunt-truck, bleach-era, Nirvana kind of way. Grunt?
1: Grunt truck, yeah. fucking hell. Where'd you drag that one from? That's been a wow. Mate, I just, I just, Bad. I just,
0: my, my, I, I, I fucking spanned the sub pop um, <laughs> roulette wheel in my mind. And, uh, <laughs> and that sort of came up. Yeah. Nice. You know, nice. it could have been, it could have been,
1: could have been, been Tad. <laughs> could have been
0: Tad. Mate, how weird. I was about, like, Tad were the ones that I was about to say, it could have been Tad. <laughs> but, you know, could have been, see, see been Green did River. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But look, I mean, this band from Argentina, there's not really a lot of info on them at all, really. Like, barely, barely fucking anything at all. They have got 463 monthly listeners. They have got an album that came out last year called Slains, right? It is um, 14 songs over 35 minutes and 17 seconds. The longest song on the record is is three minutes and 30 seconds but you are looking at songs that last one minute 50 33 seconds two minutes five 152 220 like these are short sharp noisy stabs of just kind of white of of grungy white noise everything bleeds outside um they're from argentina there's not really a lot of info on them. All I can find is their album, is their YouTube channel, right? I don't think they have a band camp or anything, right? They've got a YouTube channel and it says Banda de Grund de Argentina Caleta Olivier. Uh, 85 subscribers, three videos. It's the album in full, um, a live set, and they've got an EP called Iris. Um, I put one of the songs... Uh, into the the playlist that we're going to be doing, um, the song I put in is called Cetraline, and um, mm. I, I genuinely really like. If you're someone who loves grunge and you love like the the pre Nevermind boom of mm. like sub pop era music, if you love all of that, you gonna f- you will fucking love this. There's a load of bands at the moment who seem to just be going. Early Nirvana. We're doing. Early, we're gonna do early Nirvana, and this is one of them. I, I'm, and I'm here for it, man. I think it's awesome.
1: Mm. There's, there's quite a bit of, of like, there's a bit of lofi in it as well. Yeah, I think like you know your pavements and like guided by voices, that kind of gnarly recorded on a fucking boombox kind of sound. I'm, and I love I'm wondering
0: that. if they, if just because that's all they can afford
1: yeah yeah but that's cool yeah Yeah, but that makes it even cooler they're not doing it all ironically you know um you know middle class public school boys you know deliberately making something sound shit because it's ironic because like no that's all they've got mate that's it they pretty genuinely did record it mastered it from a cassette Mm. do you know what i mean (laughs) because that's all they had that's rad um yeah there's there's big um yeah big early kind of guarded by voices um like a gnarly of by voices to this um Mud Honey as well. Mm. Um, yeah, man. You know, gr- seems like grunge is coming back, man. I hope so. I
0: mean, there's a few of them. D- different,
1: d- different. You know, d- what's that? What was it uh, uh, Narrow Gauge? Mm-hmm. Obviously, Narrowhead. bands like that. Uh, uh, Narrowhead, sorry. Yeah. Um, Narrow Gauge. That's a fucking railway, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, was it uh, Super Heaven? Yeah. Stuff like that. Super Heaven sound like fucking Silverchair. Yeah, yeah, mate. Which I am fine with. <laughs> absolutely Gads is
0: going to see a silver chair tribute band just to it's so yeah so nice, yeah. just a fucking like, like I said yeah. you sent me that like, you sent me a flyer for that and I was like <laughs> that that is not a career for those guys is it like you, no. you aren't making uh, much money being uh, a silver chair were they
1: supporting band. it? was it, it was, was it the faux fighter I know it was Nirvana, oh, no, it was Nirvana. Yeah. of course it was Nirvana yeah. so you, but I've no interest in that I don't want to see a Nirvana tribute band I just want to see this, I want to see whatever they're called freak show yeah and uh, I'm gonna lose my shit when they play "Slave." Yeah, I'm, I'm here for the riffs, mate. Thank you. You know mm. they play tomorrow. It'd be great. Mm. But a <laughs> long way to go, though. Milton Keynes on a school night. Mm.
0: Yeah, you know.
1: But you're not gonna ask Merlin. I, ask Merlin if he wants to go.
0: I don't think he even knows he's still with Gerard, to be honest. But <laughs> fine. Um, but yeah, Fair. man, Cape. Like, this, yeah, Grunge is is coming back, and you know this is the this is the the most kind of unrefined version of it. Because I think it'd be really easy to form a band and go, oh, we like grunge. We like Nevermind. And we like Stone yeah. Temple Pilots. We'll do that. You know, we like Smashing Pumpkins. A lot of no, no people huh? like inspired by Smashing Pumpkins. But that kind of bleach here in Nirvana. there are a bunch of bands now who are going, oh, we've discovered that bleach here in Nirvana, And that's yeah. like the shit we're going to yeah. go for. And which is, you know, very, very cool. So they're called Cave from mm. Argentina. Go and check them out. Mm. Uh, Gaz, mm. Grieving, another emo band. This time from Cambridge. Um, yeah. A band who I think I am aware of.
1: There we go. Yeah. Uh, wh- where, where did you first hear grieving? Then because they, well, they they got a bit of, they got a bit of traction. Probably was it, about six years ago. Yeah. Like Dan Peek, Dan P Carter was playing them on the Rock Show.
0: I think I don't know who, yeah. who this PR was, but I think a PR sent it mm. to me and said, "Okay, I think you'll like this band." And I think I listened to them, and I think there might have been a conversation about having like I, I kind of mentioned them in passing about reviewing them on i think it's probably that's not metal
2: hmm.
0: sounds about right doesn't it um hmm. and it, just didn't, it yep. just didn't happen but i do remember like listening right. to it going oh, these are quite good not much more than that but like i do remember going oh, these are hmm. quite good you know uh, again to get bombarded with a lot of stuff but you gotta listen yeah i know it did it's... make me go well oh, yeah it's pretty they're pretty good
1: yeah like, yeah i mean it... They're kind of ex members of like sort of legendary Cambridge bands like Chippenhave Ghosts who were just one of my absolute favorite Cambridge bands so fucking heavy you'd love Chippenhave Ghosts they're so like out the drive and fugazi Ooh. it's a proper bit of you mate and hellishly loud they're like from bands like Victory Points who are another really good Cambridge band and Model Village as well um they just a wonderful mix, like, you know, early Wilds with a bit, you know, Lemonheads, Le Savvy Fav, um, there's a bit of Sonic Youth in there, God above Voices, again. Um, but, 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 like, the song I put on the plays, which is a song called My Friend the Ghost, it's just, it's pure, just old school emo indie rock, fucking heaven with a chorus that... The top of a building it's like a it's like it's like a almost like a, I don't know like a Jawbreaker kind of chorus Jawbreaker meets Jimmy at World early Jimmy mm. World's kind of blister era Jimmy at World it's, it just gives you that kind of just a lot of these songs are all about kind of th- just a feeling that I get I'm like I, I, I saw Grieving's first ever gig um at the Portland Arms in Cambridge, and it was, even then you could see, because I've been friends with their singer, James Parrish, he's been on, he's been on my podcast, lovely, lovely old, but I've known him for, God, fuck me, about 25 years, and, I'll all, I was so happy when he said, oh, yeah, I'm doing a new band, I couldn't wait to hear it, because he, he's, 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 a, he's a, it's a fucking great, he's a great songwriter, and he's got, a, a really good knack for a pop hook as well, hmm. he could do the gnarly, fucking white noise shit, he can do all that, but he can always just bring it back with a, with an amazing hook and a really kind of great turn of phrase of a lyric. Um, was it, uh, you know, cut two holes in the sheet, took a trip to the coast, my friend the ghost. Beautiful. Um, but they recorded an album um, just before the pandemic hit. It is coming out uh, later this year. I'm reliably informed. I'm reliably informed that it's called Chinese Democracy. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, they're going to be gigging again. Uh, they haven't gigged much um, sort of various you know, obviously pandemic and I think they had a few like health issues and stuff Um, but just inc- an incredibly incredibly special band I think you know probably not that they've got any kind of like big ambitions for like oh we're gonna fucking you know make it sign to label and all that shit they play music just purely for the fucking joy purely for the fucking joy of it and they've got like one mini album and a couple of singles on uh, on Spotify. 362 monthly listeners. Yeah. Out of, out, probably out of all the bands that I've put on the playlist, they're the one that I'd say to listen to first. Grieving. Yeah, really they're good. They're fucking, they're fucking great. I think
0: both of the other kind of, Uh, underground unknown emo bands that you've brought in are both really good from the songs that I've heard Mm. but I would say of them this this is a band who I think do they they seem like they can do both they can do both of those things that hot water you want that ramshackle hot water music thing with kind of bit of punkness and then you've got that very very heart on sleeve quite emotional emo thing this yeah. is those two things combined really good really good yeah so i know and you know and i'm glad, glad to know, i'm know. glad to know that they're still playing as well because you know uh yeah they might not have been um so there you yeah, go yeah. uh grieving right okay so bit of a cheat here my next artist is called kenzo j um when i first decided to do this and i listened to kenzo j he had about i think it was 960 odd listeners on spotify right um, I keep checking; it keeps going up. He now currently, even even when we started recording, he had one thousand one hundred eighteen. He's now got yeah. one thousand two hundred eighty eight. So I don't know what's going what? on
1: here, right? But what's what? Is he buying fucking listeners? No,
0: well he's just released. He's he's got another. He's I'll tell you what it is. He's put he's put a new single out in the last sort right. of week or so, uh, last couple of weeks, and he put he's put a couple of new singles out recently. So basically, he has got. Um, if I look at his entire discography here, he's basically got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten singles, ten singles. So an album's mm. worth of material, um, which yeah. has come out between 2020 and 2023. I nearly dropped him out when he went over the thousand, but I was like, do you know what? I don't think I should. Because i tell you what, he is, he's only got three likes on Facebook.
1: <laughs> does it uh, out
0: yeah um <laughs> right so he's from west yorkshire and his mix of liquid soul mm. hip-hop and a very british voice is really good it reminds me yeah. it reminds me and i know you're a fan of this guy so if you go oh hold on whoa 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 maybe that's too much but it reminds me of Lorcanor.
1: I knew you were going to say uh, that. He, well, and he d- he, does. he does. He does. He really, he really does. really sounds like yeah, Will That's a really good shout. And I think,
0: yeah. you know, I've now listened to all 10 of his singles because I think the first one that I listened to and the one that I put on the spot on the the Spotify and Apple Music playlist is called Marigold which came out this year. Um and it is very very good, but if you listen to everything, you know, he's got mm. um he's, he's got quite a quite a broad and eclectic uh, sound overall. It's Manages to be like that last Lord Karner album, which you and I both fucking absolutely loved, and is is incredible, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, quite a dark yeah. listen, quite a dark listen, and he's got quite yeah. a kind of he's got quite a dour, downbeat, dark voice, Kenzo J. But then yeah. he sort of juxtaposes it with really bright sounding, you yeah. know, quite often Uplift. euphoric, uplifting sounding uplifting, yeah. and you know, and soul and and funk and, and uh, like i think he's dead good like you know there's like i say precious little information about him at the moment mm. um but mm. he looks like if i mean at this rate he'll have more fucking listeners and sleep token in a week's time so if he keeps on <laughs> he keeps on going up like a fucking 100 listeners every fucking 45 minutes that's good. hello wembley yeah but you know i mean uh, p- potentially because i think he's pretty mm. he must be pretty young i'm sitting looking at a picture of him here, and he he looks is he is, young. is, is
1: yeah, is he getting traction on like one extra or Radio One or?
0: Mate, there is nothing.
1: Not that I fucking I'm now. Now I sound like a granddad. Oh, is he getting played on the BBC Radio One? Look, like you know, there is,
0: there is, all it says on Spotify is "Arrogant Samaritan." <laughs> right, that's it. Right, <laughs> that's
1: his
0: description. Right,
1: brilliant. Um, that's amazing. And it just says on his Facebook it says it's like a Robert Christgau. Yeah, it? yeah. Uh, he's not
0: updated his. Uh, is Facebook since 2021 and it says an upcoming artist from West Yorkshire releases debut single Durag Day Daydreams in December and that is it. He's got his email here if I'm, I might email him and just be like yo. let's do um, it. Yeah. Get him on the he, show. He's got own, you know like he's from Bradford by the looks of things. He's got two singles by the looks of things on Bandcamp and that is it. That is pretty much all that I can actually you know like he's Mm, he he was in uh he he did a kind of he did a chat with um Jake whiskin uh in a BBC West Yorkshire um introducing session in 2022 November 2022 so late last year he did a little session good old local radio North Norfolk
1: Digital it's on Norfolk Nights
0: so um, oh no sorry it's Emily (laughs) Pilbin introduces the best unsigned undiscovered and under the radar music from West Yorkshire and that appears to be that is all the information that I can give you I'm afraid wow but I tell you what I like it
1: yeah same yeah this is yeah this is great I'm definitely going to be checking out more of the stuff is it just singles you say he's got out or Is yeah. it is he done an album, no or album? Right, just, just like just like one track one track release one track release okay
0: from 2020 up till now it's all just one track
1: yeah, so, yeah. It's massive Lorcana vibes I got that just, just straight off the gate as soon as, I, as soon as I listened to it the first time I was like yeah I can see why Steve sent this to me I can mm. see why Steve likes mm. it but yeah, like, like I said, you know, yeah, trading in the darkness for the, just something a bit more kind of, i to say lighthearted, but yeah, yeah, euphoric. Euphoric's a good word for it. It's, um, it's really, really fucking good. Yeah. It's really, it's just really, really good. It's just really good summer music, kind of, yeah, funk, electro, kind of hip hop. I love that kind of mix. It's kind of hard to get right, but when it is done right, there isn't much that comes close. Really, I think mm. this is. Uh, it's fucking good. It is,
0: man. It it's feels really like does. something that'd be easy very to good. do, but I, I fucking absolutely angry. not. I mean, yeah, he's very good. I'm dead into this. Um, yeah, and Same. you finally, for your final pick, have mm. picked Siv Dissa.
1: Sib C- C- Dicer. C- Dicer.
0: Okay, cool. Sorry, I'm glad you said that right. Mm. So, um, this is an American artist currently based in Reykjavik in Iceland, I believe. And
1: uh, yeah, she's just well, she's just moved back to America.
0: Okay, right. Um, yeah, I believe she was on. She was a discovery of yours on your Track One Side One podcast, I believe.
1: Uh, she was. Well, yeah, her her debut album was released by um my mate Joel's um label, Trapped Animal Records, aka the Head Swim label. All right Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hello, Joel. All right, um, and he, I, I was speaking to him, a few, um, don't know, about six months ago now, and I was like, "Dude, podcasts have become a bit of a sausage fest." <laughs> I know you've got loads of like, just you know, badass, awesome women signed to your label. Can you sort me out some interviews, please? And he was like, "Right, I'll get back to you." So he sort of went out with Gabby Garba and she was fucking amazing. And he was like. Um, How would you fancy a first international guest? And I was like, oh, okay. And he, he sent me the, um like, a stream of the album. And I was, I just completely, oh, my bloody headphones had come out. I completely, completely fell in love with it. It's that, just that mix, you know, it's like ethereal dream pop with, like, bits of port, early Porter's head in there. There's a bit of Spirit of Eden near a talk talk. Mm. There's, like, the drum sounds. Mm. Phoebe Bridges, and, I'm
0: getting Phoebe Bridges. Yeah, oh, Phoebe Bridges massively.
1: Yeah, yeah. A bit of Fiona Apple, uh, blonde redheads. Have you ever heard of blonde redheads? Um, actually, my chat, my chat, um, was Siv Darcy. She's my latest guest on the podcast, which comes out today. If you're listening to this on release day. So obviously, you know, finish this podcast first. Obviously, yeah, do do that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be silly. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, and, and again, I, 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 I I messaged. Um, I, I pinged Steve uh, a message and was like, you know, give us a couple of, give us a couple little, couple little fun facts. And uh, yeah, like like I said, she was in Iceland. She spent the last two years in Iceland writing an opera and studying spectralism. Wow. Mm. Okay. Well, Linkin Park. This is not. No, like, no really, <laughs> really not. Yeah, like that's uh, cool. And yeah, I. The, third, the one of her first, her first love was like, um, like visual arts. She wanted to be an artist, um, but like her family kind of forced her to take piano lessons. Um, and and she ended up becoming like a piano teacher. Um, but she, but all her videos are all done by her. All the kind of all the visuals and um, the videos themselves, it you know sort of gives her that kind of outlet, extra outlet for the, for you know, that sort of creative part of her mind and stuff. And she's fucking rad. And yeah, she's funny. Um, she, she got she got incredible taste in music, and it's like yet another amazing release on the Trapped Animal Records label. They have a lot of nuggets on there. Mm. Um, yeah, I
0: I, I really fucking dug this. I, really, I thought you I would. Really dug I, this. Yeah. I
1: mean, I, I I I thought you would. All
0: five were great. I mean, I really love Reservoir Dogs. Mm. I have to say, I really love it. As mm. And I really, you know, I thought Grieving were great. That, that song of uh, Bedford Falls was brilliant. But this is probably the most bit of me at the moment. Like, yeah, well
1: good. Well good. I can good. see that. I can see that. Yeah, I I'd, yeah, I'd definitely see Yeah, buy. Well, yes, yeah, stream the album and, you know, get it on vinyl. It comes in a nice, like, funky, like, yellow yellow vinyl. And uh, 40 monthly listeners. 40. 40 fucking outrageous that
0: is that is surprising what's
1: wrong with you people out there
0: yeah well there you go um civ do you
1: say civ civ Dicer.
0: okay um yeah. here's one Here's my only one from the proper past <laughs> but, oh my god <laughs> 116 monthly listeners i might have said the name before but fuck it why not go in on them liberty 37 right
1: yeah a
0: welsh band another one from the late 90s i had to pick one i saw these guys a lot yeah. over the years and their debut album the greatest gift from 1999 is really really good i saw them supporting a um i think it was the first time oh. i ever saw them i
1: i saw i saw yeah that, that was the first time i saw them supporting yeah a. i saw them supporting a monkey contour yeah think. it was
0: and um mm. i went up to uh their singer who has got a, a, a funny name? I can't remember his name, but he had a. Hold on, let's see what is it? Ishmael. Ishmael Lewis was there his name. Ishmael And, yeah. you know, they used to get compared to stuff like. It's weird because they're very much a kind of emotional alternative rock band. But they used to yeah. get compared to, like, Deftones and stuff. And I was like, no, nah, they're not really heavy. Like, or Incubus. And, you know, Incub- you know, Incubus was the yeah. yeah. But they're not really like yeah. that. You, think, you know, I'm looking at it. They, you know, they used to play with all the British bands, like A, Polkis, One Minute Silence, all that sort of thing. Um, yeah. There's a picture of them here playing at Reading 99. I would have seen that as well.
1: Yeah, I saw them at Reading 99.
0: And, like, I, I just think, they also. there's a picture here of them, Liberty 37, Kerrang Quiz Champs. This is the Keran Quiz.
1: Yeah. Do you know I was just the correct quiz. Do You know
0: that do you know they beat in the in the final thing. They did a head to head and they sat there okay. opposite each other. It's the two was two it? guys from Liberty 37 sat opposite Corey Taylor and Jerry Jordison from Slipknot. <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs> it's mental, yeah, that's that is mental. That is mental. But look... That's not wow.
0: But look, so I can't really tell you that um you know god machine their 2001 album i don't remember that they did an album called they did an ep called lesion in 2002 mm. right i don't remember that either but the greatest gift mm. uh, looking at it a yep. lies and murder is the open song which is like a little kind of you know kind of a way to get you in goes into when we say which is a proper banger stuffed yep. was the one that was on the kerrang
1: cds i remember yep.
0: and that's yep. a b- brilliant beautiful song oh river was a single
1: that oh, like, oh that's the river. oh rear land of the giants is over yeah
0: and um, <laughs> they've got a yeah. few like, I think Revolution is brilliant Uh, mm. Falling Out is really good it's just a very it's a very very good album and again you know I wouldn't say in the like earlier on we're talking about Handsome and I wouldn't say it's like it, it needs a kind of critical reappraisal in the same way that Handsome does but if you're one of those people who think like oh you know I, I like to hear these kind of obscure 90s Alt rock bands who kind of were there for a minute and you know faced off against Slipknot, played and Festival, did one video and then fucking vanished again. Mm. Um, Liberty 37 are absolutely well worth your time. And I listened back to the album and it's really good, mm. it's, it stands up really, really well. I think it's quite, it's, it, mm. it's, it sounds much simpler than, than I remember it sounding. I used to think I was just like, really yeah. like mad, but actually, it's just quite a lot of riffs, just quite a lot of quite like yes, riffy it's- riffs. It's- Really, yeah. but it's good really good yeah, r- Riffy
1: Riffs it is it's it Riffy Riffs <laughs> is that a sequel to Richie Rich mm. <laughs> campy right really? just check yeah campy. why not yeah. Um. I've still I still regularly listen to this album I've had it on my phone for many 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 years I'm still on the lookout it was released on vinyl was it yeah there's there's one copy on Discogs in a minute going for about 70 quid in Japan Oh,
0: there. Mm, but fine. but <laughs> mate,
1: but it's 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 yet another one of those late 90s British rock bands that fell between the cracks. Yep. And we've spoken about a lot of them yeah. before. I'm not going to go through the fucking list. <laughs> uh I I'll, I'll, I'll put one in there. Send No Flowers. There you go. That's hey the again. only one yeah, I'm going to say this week, right? right. Yeah, we'll <laughs>
0: Um, I'm going to check how many uh, monthly listeners Send No Flowers have. Hold on. Give me two seconds. I am actually going Uh, to do that because then that might be another one.
1: A good friend of mine, um, his mate does a podcast and he managed to get an interview with the Send No Flowers singer.
0: They have 261 monthly listeners, Send No Flowers.
1: Really? Wow. That's a lot higher than I thought it was (laughs) going to be. Yeah, for sure. Juice from
0: 1996,
1: their soul album. Great album. Fucking great album. Great album. There you go. Uh, Yeah. let me, thirty seven man. I was, I was so happy with it. Go through your playlist. I was like, yeah. Of course, he's gonna put someone off in the fucking nineties. Look at him being all trying like, oh, I listen to current music, and then the only in fucking. Libby I still do. <laughs> um. Uh, anyway. Yeah. It it did make me Chris. Yeah, but I wanted a great, great choice, so, mate. Good choice, I think. You gotta have one. Gotta have one. Yeah. Uh,
0: you're gonna help me one, won't you? Come on um anyway look thanks uh for um doing that guys. appreciate that we've got to throw over now i've got a full this My is pleasure. you know it's the end of uh this bit um but i wanted to get the i was going to put it out as a sort of special extra thing but i thought actually you know let's make it part of the weekly podcast give you a big bumper weekly podcast I spoke to dave mm. fenson from pop collaborate and listen about the download festival he went for all four days and while there and already hung over um i basically kind of i actually think when he, he got back and i went do you want to review it and he went i didn't watch loads i didn't watch loads for enough for a review and i was like look it's better than nothing in it certainly better than nothing yeah. better to have dave on than to have literally just go we didn't go to download whatever it did
1: go to downloads and uh yeah. it's a
0: good chat so here you go i'm going nice. to throw over to me and dave now here we are chatting about download all right he's back mr dave Fensom of pop collaborate and listen is back on the show lovely to have you here mate how you doing i'm
3: great mate i can't keep away do you know what i mean it's just that looking in the fucking mirror banner that i love
0: yeah the two men one you're actually sideways to me on the zoom at the moment so it looks what? like and then upside down as well i mean it looks like me if i was in like batman in the 60s in the fucking joker's lair or something that's what it's looked like but absolutely really, mate yes it is like looking in the mirror isn't it but you've got it really
3: is mate you just you, you just have better vision than i do
0: yeah that's it but i think that's that's going as well that's going so it's all good um you've got a better mic than me as well you've got some fucking like hal from uh 2001
3: Uh, i I think it's all in the design mate it's it's a it's a bullshit mic that's made out of plastic as a great man once said yeah
0: well look i mean i'd love to sit here and like pick apart our different outfits and all that stuff but i didn't get a download this year so i want to get you on as you did go to download
3: I did mate. Yeah, I've uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of still recovering from it if I'm honest with you.
0: No, fair. I mean I I've heard I've, I've heard things as Robert De Niro would say. Um before we get into it, how many downloads is that for you, Dave? Tell the people how much of a veteran of the festival <sighs> you are.
3: I mean, you know, in I mean most of them are complete weekends, but some of them weren't, but that was that's 19 out of 20 for me. Is it really? Yeah. Are the only Back well, I I didn't do the fucking reset one that they did. The you know the kind of the uh, the 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 fake, yeah, the pilot one. I didn't do that one, and I didn't do anything last year. But last year was the first year that I didn't like at least attend for a day or two days. But yeah, I've been I've been all of them in some way, shape, or form apart from that one.
0: Standout best just really, really quickly. Standout best set ever. I mean, not not including lost profits in two thousand eight.
3: Oh, obviously, um, mate. Obviously, um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Look, I mean, it's a bit of a fucking boring answer, but like, just for sheer, just sing along fun, right? Despite all the other bullshit that went along with it, I really loved that ACDC set because I'd never seen DC before, and it was it was just a lot of fun. It's, um, apart from that, I would say bizarrely, I really enjoyed Jane's Addiction a few years ago when they bought out all the fucking trapeze artists and stuff like that and refused like when first time refused played mm. and just like and it just just it just all went off a new noise man what a moment that was it was
0: fucking amazing yeah that's one of my favorite favorite things ever um i always talk about how much i just shouting abuse at people who just watched shinedown and were leaving can and you imagine like, you disgust me you disgust me but you know each to their own and all that in it
3: well no i mean absolutely okay. not in that Fucking yeah up. in that a instance, hard actually. a hard a hard line for shine down fans basically
0: <laughs> yeah yeah um but anyway mate so yeah i mean fuck me you've been more than me so look if you're listening dave he knows what he's talking about when it comes to download first of all four days 20th anniversary i was expecting kind of something special uh, yeah. in terms of like the, the get up and stuff was there any extra kind of you know kind of garnish on the side of the i mean they'd,
3: all? yeah i mean they'd, they'd spent a bit more money on production i mean I don't. you've probably seen the photos of it with those kind of uh, mm. relay screens that was a nice touch you know it was it was notably more full than other years you know it was you could tell it was a sellout it was a, there was a lot of people around uh, you know uh, due to i mean i was i was camping so i was in guest camping um and you know so i was next to the village saw a bit of that stuff. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, it was Download, mate. Do you know what I mean? It was Download. You've you've been at Download. You know what it was. It was mm-hmm. every year. It gets a bit bigger, a little bit slicker, a little bit more corporate. Um, and I don't know. Uh, you could argue a little less kind of fun, but that's. I think that'd be unfair. I think that just might be me being a jaded old man. And I and I, and I should caveat that with saying, I had a fucking lot of fun.
0: Okay. Cool. Well, look. The first thing I want to talk to you about properly is you kind of mentioned it about it being full over the weekend on the internet yeah uh, which i don't necessarily know that you should trust everything you read on the internet but the word oversold kept coming up a lot how noticeably like how do you feel about that in terms of (sighs) was it too busy
3: look man i don't i don't think that the the event itself was oversold right I, i don't think i think that's i think that's bullshit um but and i think there was plenty of facilities to go around i think what the big game changer on it was was how hot everything was you know there were there wasn't probably and quite enough thought given into what is the contingency if you get this level of heat you know and and in some ways it was worse at moments in that than when it's really really fucking wet and muddy and i I never expected to say that about a festival but it was i mean the, the the sunday was a itself was oppressively hot you know th- there's bands that i missed just because i was like i cannot be bothered to go out in this heat walk for 25 minutes go and see a band and then walk back again so i, I you know i kind of if there was a band, that was a bit of an outlier, and there wasn't a lot I wanted to see around it. Sometimes that fell by the wayside. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not proud to say, but you know, I'm old,
2: so
3: I'll, <laughs> no, mate, I'll catch him quite... the next time.
0: Yeah, of course. That's the thing. That was sort of what but, I was saying a bit about download when I was going through the lineup. I was like, I'll catch him. I've seen him before, or I'll just catch him next time.
3: Yeah, uh, but 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 what I will say though, with regards to the uh, w- what was a problem is the fact that they had clearly... And, you know, this is obviously one of the main talking points of it. It's no news to anyone. But the big clusterfuck was around getting cars into that festival. Mm -hmm. They had, you know, obviously typically what you have is that festival site opens up like a kind of midday on a Wednesday and your early birds drift in on Wednesday, and then it's open all night into the Thursday, and people just start arriving, there's no music on the Thursday, they just drift in, find their way. You know, there's, there's there's some there's some traffic jams, as you would expect, some on the Friday morning as people arrive, but generally speaking, you know, in all the years I've been, I've never been in more than like about an hour's traffic trying to get from the junction into the site now. This year, mm-hmm. slightly different, mate. I, I I left Brighton where I live, at seven o'clock in the morning right i went to meet up with some mates who were in luton so like yeah was there for about 45 minutes got to a mile off of junction 23a where we always get off at 10 past 12 right from right. that point it's about five and a half to six miles onto site what what time would you imagine i got onto site
0: from 12 10 past 12 midday to do five miles well having done that similar sort of thing before i know it can be quite busy i think if you go if you were unlucky in the past you'd be looking at maybe like i don't know an hour and a half if you were really like i've i've been stuck in shit before and it's taken yeah that's that's
3: that's what you'd think isn't it yeah i got on site at fucking quarter to ten right after i'd been in my car for 14 and a half hours basically man i pissed on my steering wheel at one point did you really yeah yeah i was pissing in a bottle just fucking misjudged it slightly pissed on my steering wheel overjoyed mate that was about an hour fucking 12 or something like that at that point i didn't care really i was like oh it's nice to have some company
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Some back my pet bacteria and my best
3: yeah so so, so the thing is, man. So, you know, I'm an old cunt anyway, as you know. So I'm sat in my car for 14 and a half hours. And I'm stiff as a board now. When I camp, I don't camp alight. I don't mess around, man. I bring a yacht cooler with me, right? Like a like a four foot yacht cooler, which I had 70 plus beers in, right? And that thing weighs a little bit. Okay, and then I had my big, like, five man tent for myself, my inflatable airbed, my barbecue, I had all this stuff, right? And yeah. I got there, and they've moved the guest camping, and it's like 25 minutes across the site, all the way through the village, up a 30 degree, like, you know, incline dirt track. And like, I had to get first of all, I, I, I mean, none of this was easy because I, I was on a uh, You know, without sounding like a too much of a prick, I was on an artist ticket because I was a guest of a mate of mine, right? And I so then I I started to realise while I was sitting in the traffic that by the time I got there, nothing was going to be open for wristband exchange. Luckily, I had a mate who was on site who literally had to go down, find out that I couldn't get accredited at at the guest accreditation, go and find the woman on the stage at Side Splitter that could accredit me, and basically do a live chat and get photocopy and I had to like, it, whilst I was in the traffic send photos of my driving licence to them so that they would give my pass so I didn't have to sleep in my car that night right uh, and you know to be fair everyone used common sense and got it done but I was just sat in my car going I can't fucking sleep in here as well I'm not with a piss do you know what I mean I can't not not me in the piss I can't do it right no, 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 so, no. So, they, so they got in stiff as a board pit, obviously it's dark by this time and I have to cart all my shit like after just bit, you know, what I needed was like a twenty-five minute warm up just to loosen my muscles up again, right? But I ended up just dragging this across, so I fucked my back for the entire weekend in the process of getting on site. You know, I didn't have my tent up. By the time I had my tent up and I was drinking my first beer, it was quarter to one.
0: Oh mate, this that that that, that would like. I mean, I had a mate of mine who went was like, I think you'd have had a nice time, but. You would have been hell in the kind of traffic and the whole kind of Mate. logistics of it. So, kind of glad I missed out on that.
3: Like Christopher, Kr- who I do the podcast with, I don't think he recovered from being furious about it all weekend. Mm, like, yeah, I think he, I think he saw four bands. Just he was, he was like, "No, I'm here now. I'm just gonna get pissed next to the tent. Fuck it."
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, I've heard things. I guess you put an extra day on it, and you sell out, and it's a tough one. Yeah, but bit, if you put
3: uh, but the the, the the thing that they didn't do this is this this is the fucking nonsense of it. I don't. If if you put an extra day on of it, of music on the festival, then you have to put an extra day on in front of it in the way you always have. You know, it's like course, it's like yeah. it, it used to open at Wednesday at midday. We've got an extra day of music. When does it open? tuesday at midday right and you, everyone goes on the wednesday but it get you know i wouldn't have gone on the tuesday i'd have gone on the wednesday still right but enough people would have gone that it would have alleviated some of it okay all right uh and it was yeah it was, it was just too many people converging on those you know those little single track roads at once i had a couple of accidents you know obviously it's red hot people are overheating builds up behind it and you just you know there's no way they're ever going to be able to catch up and you know the information that was coming out of uh out of the festival twitter and stuff like that was just non-existent so you just sat there going fucking should i be in this queue of traffic should i be moving should i be doing something else and you just have to kind of you know you just you just have to kind of hold on and hope you've done the right thing but yeah it was it was breathtakingly bad and annoying getting on the site and i'm just glad that i was on my own in my car because i think if i'd have been with anyone else like it would have just been like you 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 know you get to a point where you just run out of conversation every half an hour it'd be like traffic's bad isn't it you know what i mean (laughs) Uh, at least i was on my own i could just be like well fuck it just just shut up and deal with this on my own
0: i suppose yeah cool i'd be raging mate no fucking doubt about that well anyway when you got to the bands let's talk about thursday so the the first ever thursday at download festival yeah um, what did you do was it weird kind of being like oh it's thursday and fucking metallica are on later
3: yeah it kind of was you know i mean well it wasn't it wasn't because it just felt like the first day of the festival what was weird is when you got to the end of the day and you went oh we've still got a full festival left we've still got three yeah. three more days of a festival to go after this but first day you know you kind of you know i mean i uh it wasn't like a, a particularly early start for me. I think the first the first thing that I wanted to see um, was uh, was Cancer Bats. You know, I wasn't rabid to see Cancer Bats, but you know what? They're always a good time, aren't they? Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, as is always the case on the first day, you know, it, it took them took them a few songs to dial their to dial their sound in. You know, it's a little bit floating around the room, but you know they got into it and it was you know it it was a Cancer Bats set, mate. I, I, you know, I've. <laughs> again i think you said this on the preview you know there have been times in my life that i've been very excited to see the cancer bats but that, that was probably quite a few years ago now but you know it's they're always they're always a fun band to go and see you know i kind of well it was you know first you know first beer out in the festival watch that yeah fucking you know just kind of nod along Good. sabotage times. cover Sabotage cover, hail destroyer. Do you know what I mean? It's they're, they're, they're hitting the bu- they're hitting the buttons that you want them to hit. It was it was it was a it was a fun if not
0: exceptional set. Okay, good. I mean, look, great band, great band. Just a band who are you know I've used the word sort of old reliable about a lot of bands recently, but I do feel like cancer Bat's are the sort of thing that you wouldn't think about feeling like you had to go and see them, but then when you come on, you're like, this is fucking great. exactly
3: and and you know and the the next you know the next band i was gonna see was the bronx who were very much for me Mm -hmm. in that wheelhouse as well you know fucking one of the most one of the most exciting bands you'll see in a club with the right mindset on you know i was gutted when that every time i die um when that every time i die and uh uh bronx tour from a couple of years ago got cancelled but you know what can Mm -hmm. you do uh but yes I, but i must admit i ended up missing the bronx but for that very reason i was like ah do you know what fuck it i'll catch him next time i was with a mate and they wanted to wander over and see something i'm trying to remember what they wanted to see now we wandered over and saw um i oh, know yeah we wanted a fun
0: got a fucking drink that's what we did uh, and then we came back for 100 reasons oh right okay cool now i'm quite interested in this actually because 100 reasons uh, at the start of the year i would have been like yeah go and play that first album and please don't touch anything else unless it's one yeah. of those first two EPs. But now they've got this fucking great new album. I mean, are you, are you into that new album? I've not really listened to it, mate. To be honest with you, I've not. I, I, I will. Okay. I, I,
3: I tell you what. I I went and watched Hundred Reasons, and it, I don't know, man. I it, they and this might be unfair. It might be my my. But the way it struck me on the day is they felt like a nostalgia band that I wasn't that nostalgic for. Like I kind of, right. I, I really really enjoyed watching, um, you know, find you. Watched a couple of bits of it, but th- like the energy of it wasn't dragging me in. You know, I was kind of thought, you know, I I really loved that first record. I didn't mind the second one when it came out either, uh, and I wanted to get dragged in by it, like in the way that those kind of like those kind of the best Reformation's get you, yeah. And it and it just didn't it just didn't get me on the day. I don't know whether that was me or whether it was them, but I kind of I, I watched it and I went. Yeah, this is this is the definition of fine. I'm not I'm not bothered by it particularly.
0: Did they play much of the new stuff, or did they play much that you didn't recognise?
3: Uh there was a there were a couple of songs that I didn't recognise, but um I mean to be honest with you, it's been quite a while since I listened to A Hundred Reasons, so there's yeah. probably moments off that off of the, both those other albums that I probably wouldn't remember now anyway, because 'cause I'm an old prick and my, my memory's not what it once was.
0: <laughs> no fair. Well, that's just disappointing. But um yeah, I mean mate, I would say it's one of the big surprises of the year for me that Hundred Reasons album is genuinely really really great. So, um, yeah, shame they couldn't kind of uh, have a big glorious kind of comeback. But I mean, the, there
3: were, mate, there were a lot of people really really enjoying it. I could t- I could tell that. I was like, but you know, I you know maybe if I'd have got myself closer in or done something along those lines, you know, I. Uh, I'm definitely not saying are oh, they were awful I'm saying it didn't click with me for, for some reason on the day and I was just like okay well it is what it is
0: yeah sure okay
3: um, so what happened what happened next I wandered over uh, like my mate is massively massively in aA Williams I like a little bit that I've heard I've not heard loads um, mm-hmm. I went over to watch it and and it sounded very very nice and pretty but it was the wrong band on the wrong day for me mate it was it was you know as as my um and i know a.a williams got a lot of very kind of rabid fans um my mate simon who was with me summed up quite well he goes you know i kind of like the thing i like about post rock is it's kind of free of rock star cliche and the a.a williams set you know once you take out her voice which is beautiful it did feel very much like very kind of pretend it it felt like download post rock is what it felt like to me it it was just a bit naff is how it struck that's how it caught me man i didn't well i wasn't i wasn't in the i wasn't feeling it particularly I, i made it for about two or three songs and i fucked off
0: Really okay, yeah. A. a. Williams is a funny one actually because I really loved that first EP when it came out, and I've not really paid that much attention to it since. So I couldn't tell you, I couldn't even tell you what the last couple of albums have sounded like, to be honest, because um, I've just you know, that kind of quite slight um, ethereal stuff is, is not really been my go to thing recently, so yeah. I couldn't really tell you what she sort of sounds like now i did think that first ep was great but never seen her live so i will take your i will take your word for that dave um, yeah it was on the wrong it was wrong band on the
3: wrong day mate i was you know i was i was yeah. looking for something fun and it wasn't fun okay you mm-hmm. know um yeah uh but then i found something that was extraordinarily fun you know went over to uh second stage and watched pussifer man or pussifer or whatever you you know and yeah now you know I'm a fairly unashamed Tool fan I've been you know big fan of Tool and I've you know really like Perfect Circle when they came out Pussifer I've always had a kind of a, 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 a drop in and drop out with it I've never been the rabid Pussifer fan right because because uh, for everything that's good there's something that's not as good or it's a you know, uh, you know, it's, it's got this kind of element of uh, comedy to it, all, and it's you know, it's hit and miss for me basically, put So, far. Uh, so I, I didn't know really what to expect. i would never seen them live before, and yeah, I mean, it it, it was my personal favourite thing I saw all weekend. And you know, unfortunately, I saw it on a Thursday afternoon, but it was glorious, man. It was you know, just so much effort gone into the stage production, uh, the costume in, you know, the the choreography, the set choices. It, it was an absolute ton of fun, man. It, it it was like watching Devo or Talking Heads. They really kind of like ramped up that new wave quality to it, and that and the presentation of it, and it was just. Tons and tons of fun, and it had better production than anything else you would ever expect to see at that time slot in the middle of the day at a festival.
0: Yeah, I I saw him at the Roundhouse about when was it? Well, it's a while, a long years ago now, about five, more than five years ago, probably more like kind of seven, eight years ago actually. And it was when they brought the wrestling ring and stuff, and I just thought it was one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. It was fucking incredible. And again, I think. Some of their material is brilliant. Some of it's yeah. fine. Um, but yeah, man, like I really love that everything they make from Pussifer goes back into Pussifer. I suppose when you are yeah. a you know multi-platinum selling rock star in two other bands, you can probably allow <laughs> your third band to probably not make you any money. But um, yeah, man, really fucking, they were incredible when I saw them. So when you, you sent me a text going, this is brilliant. And I was like, ah, that day, they would have been the ones that I would have looked at and gone, have to see this you know this is the thing i would want to see the most
3: yeah i mean it was it you know I, I was you know i was 50 50 going into it i think it caught me by surprise that how much i, I you know i thought oh, i'll probably like this you know and you know, again they didn't they didn't really play any of the stuff that i really like you know they, they were playing you know newer stuff it was all themed around this kind of sci-fi alien abduction kind of theme thing that they've got going on at the moment but yeah just enjoyed all of it man my mate my my mate who was with was like really kind of blown away by it as well and that always helps you know just fucking big shit eating grin on my face having a lovely time and that was kind of the point I was like yeah i'm having a great time here at this festival that was that was, was you know you have that kind of moment where you just kind of find your groove with it
0: yeah yeah that's cool good well mate that is great news um uh, I mean, you kind of already shot your load saying it was the best set of the weekend, so I don't have to ask you that at the end. But uh, I imagine I would have known that anyway. But uh, who had to kind of follow Pussifer for you?
3: Well, I went to Perturbator next. Uh, I kind of, I kind of, yeah, that was that. That was you know that was pretty decent. I really enjoyed it. It was it was funny. Wasn't you know it wasn't like mind blowing. Didn't kind of change my world. But re- you know it was a, a lot of fun. It was you know different enough to a lot of the bog standard stuff that you'll hear in walking past other tents you know yeah. um you know that's uh, um but yeah it was you know it was like you know he kind of came out bought bought the heavier tracks uh you know had the great light in and kind of stage show behind him had the whole kind of crowd going it was a great vibe to be in it it felt like you know felt like something just you know slightly removed from uh from the standard uh but without being pendulum you know <laughs> so
0: <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah cool man i i'm i'm you know as people will know i'm, ba- I'm bang i'm banging into uh perturbator. although i think there is a version of what he does live that came the next day and i'm not talking about pendulum which is arguably in the live environment fasty fast not fasty yeah maybe far superior actually i mean i'm talking about mm. the brute basically yeah yeah um, well, we'll,
3: well we'll talk about it i mean we'll talk we'll, about we'll them talk in a minute because i did because i did i did see them and that was my expectation as well no spoilers right uh, um, okay okay so yeah but i know i i enjoyed perturbo it was it, it, it was nicely nuanced and it had uh, had had some bits and pieces in there that i really really enjoyed so yeah i enjoyed it What again wasn't like i wasn't like oh fuck it's my new favorite band, but I I, I had a good time. Okay, uh, sweet. And then and then next, uh the next thing I saw after that was Metallica.
0: Now, mm. let's hear your thoughts on this because this seems to be seems to have been divisive. I reckon the two Metallica sets. I've seen some people saying how brilliant it was. And then I've also seen, which I've never seen before, people turn around being like, "Metallica were terrible; they're the worst headliner download have ever had, rubbish, awful." I'm not sure if that's just people looking for attention. Probably right. is. Well, look, but- I mean,
3: I'm, i'll give you I'll give you my history with Metallica. Like, I, I first saw Metallica on the Black Album tour in 1993, and I reckon I've seen them. I reckon I've seen Metallica like 20, 20 plus twenty, maybe you know, maybe even twenty five times over the years you know because obviously i've seen them headline at red and i've seen them headline at download a lot and i've you know i've been at their own outdoor shows you know and i i've not been i wouldn't say i've been a metallica fan that's you know i'd say the last metallica fan i had any last metallica album i had any uh excitement going into was probably Sun anger and you know uh, look how that worked out. We all know right? how
0: that turned out, yeah,
3: yeah. We all know how that turned out, right? But what I've always, you know, in all the years since then, whenever I've seen Metallica, they have always been uh, like just a really solid headliner, you know. And they've got, you know, those first, you know, those first five albums are incredible. First six albums, you know, like like Load is well due a reappraisal, I think. Like Load's got mm. some great stuff on it.
0: Right. not for um, me mate i fucking take load over the first three i think i fucking love load fair enough weird. i mean, i fucking love it i mean you're wrong but fair right um
3: <laughs> so and, I, and i've never you know i've never not enjoyed a metallica set okay now but obviously i haven't seen them for quite a while uh and you know i've i've listened to all the albums as they've come out i've listened to uh death magnetic i've listened to hardwired self-destruct and i've I mean, I've, I've skimmed the new one, right? Um, but the the problem with Metallica playing two sets, if you're of that mindset and you're not, and you don't really care about those last three albums, is it gives them a load more room to play stuff from those albums, right? And there were some absolute highlights in this first Metallica set. You know, they played Blackened, they played. Uh, You know, obviously they played Master. They played a they played a bunch of stuff that was really fun and really cool, right? And if that's all they'd played, it would have been an absolute classic set. But they also played a lot of newer stuff that just knocked the pace out of the set. And for the first time, I'll be honest with you, they looked tired. Like Papa, like Papa hits on stage banter like if you thought it hit a low at the Metallica family year, it's, it's gone. I don't know, man. It's, it's gone properly into the realm of embarrassing dad. Do you know what I mean? That whole shit where he's smoking a cigar and bought a cup of tea out on stage. I'm like, Oh, fuck off, mate. Do you know what I mean? Just (laughs) fuck off Hetfield. Like all this shit. I don't, give a fuck mate it's like oh yeah we we get it you don't drink anymore oh you're having a cup of tea because we're in england (laughs) what are you doing in a fucking france smoking a baguette you cock stop it right um yeah it's look the first one was i came away from it going that was fine but it was too bloated right it was two and a half hours of metallica at nowhere nowhere near their best right and you know the, 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 when they played the songs I liked, I had a lovely time. When they played the songs, I didn't. I couldn't have given less of a shit. Right, and that's and that's my take on it. Uh, as as someone that has been a massive fan of Metallica, and you know is has still has a passing interest. It, it was it was absolutely fine. I didn't feel let down, but. I nor did I walk away going can't fucking wait for this second one
0: yeah that's the problem I guess isn't it That you know with five hours I mean they've got this whole thing you go oh, have you got five hours of material and some people have some people probably have um, none of them are springing to mind off the top of my head now but Metallica would be one that you'd go yeah maybe they do actually maybe they do have five hours yeah. of material but then there is definitely some stuff that I would want them to, yeah, but, and, to not do, you know?
3: And as well, when you factor in the fact that at download, I well, I think they were both at download, maybe one was at Reading, but they've done the black album in full. They've done they've done um like Master of Puppets. Puppets in full. Yeah. You know, they've done those things. So like you're there going, Oh, will they do that again? So no, they didn't they decided not to do that. They just did two sets of hits and deep cuts right that's kind of what they did across the two nights and uh, you know certainly on the first set the balance was fine but you know we'll get to the second set in a bit
0: and you know we'll see sure yeah I mean I do remember actually when it got announced I mean the whole thing of people going oh well they're going to do one it's going to be like a throwback you know Cliff Burton era only set and then they're going to do a big kind of greatest hits MTV only kind of set yeah and I was like oh that's cool but then when I look at it I was like oh they didn't do either of those things really did they no they didn't but anyway
3: it didn't feel that special mate that's the thing it didn't feel it felt like Metallica doing two Metallica sets you know I Mm. um it just didn't feel that special okay well we'll get
0: to the second one in a little bit but let's talk about friday
3: friday so okay. now i as as i said to you before mate obviously we didn't discuss doing this before we went into the into uh the festival so i did this festival very much as a punter not as a reviewer so i the, i fine. have seen far fewer bands than i probably should have done for the next three days because i'm going to be honest with you I was fucking quite stoned for quite a lot of this <laughs> festival, mate. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so um, so the first band that I went to see on the Friday uh, was Brutus.
0: Oh yeah, okay.
3: And now I've like I've really, really, really been into that into both of those Brutus albums this year, particularly uh, the one from last year. I can't remember what it's called now. Um, but yeah, I you know I. I loved that, mate. I thought, you know, obviously, you know, she's very much the star of that band. She plays drums and sings. It's got that kind of uh, like Bjork-esque voice that like breaks really nicely. Um, and yes, obviously she she's the star of that, but it was just, you know, whereas the day before I wasn't in the mood for that kind of quite affected, you know, kind of uh, emotional uh, connection, I guess. It, it just caught me 100% right. I just stood there, watched that going, this is fucking great, man. I could, I could mm. watch this. I could watch this for a, a you night. Know, I could watch a, definitely watch an hour of this easily. I, I, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to go and see them on their next tour. I thought they were excellent, genuinely excellent.
0: Yeah, a lot of people love them. I kind of again, it's just something that, that that last album passed me by a little bit, and when I listened to it, it didn't really grab me. I've not really gone back to them, to be fair. But I know people fucking love that band, don't they? they love them.
3: Uh, I mean, I, I'd I'd say go back to it, mate, because it's uh, like th- th- there's some really, really fucking great hooks in there. Once, once you let them, one, you, it needs a few plays, like a lot of post-rocky stuff does. Uh, and I and I know you've got a little bit of uh, of uh, of post-rock. Uh, hangover at the minute mate and uh you know I, yeah. I hope one of these days you'll find your love again do you know what i mean um I'm sure
0: i will i'm sure i will it's just it's nice to you know it was just you know four fucking albums of it a week of like no bang, i get that rich bands uh you know so and
3: i and i'm very much the same way man i've got a very limited palette for it but um but yeah i they do it really really well and they're really fun to watch and yeah you know, they are you, good. You, she's she's fucking fantastic to watch as well i would say uh, which sounds like I'm damning the rest of the lads out, but you know you're not fucking singing and playing the drums at the same time, so you know, get on with it, lads. Get on with it. Maybe yeah, exactly. get maybe maybe get a drum kit, mate, and start singing. I don't know.
0: At least tie some fucking cymbals to your knees. Do you know what I mean? That's you can, you can exactly, mate. Yeah. Bring bring out
3: bring out bring out one of those washboards.
0: Yeah. Why do you do the spoons? Come on. Yeah, yeah,
3: um, yeah. yeah. So next band for me that day were Carpenter Brute who we mentioned before, and I went into this with really high expectations, I was really, you know, having enjoyed Perturba the day before, I was like, having listened to Carpenter Brute, I was like, yeah, I'm really gonna enjoy this. Um, and I, it, it wasn't as good for me, mate, that's the truth of the matter. I I thought- Really? Wow. Yeah, I, it all, for me, um, it, a lot of it felt a little bit on the nose. It Like a lot of it felt, like if you were gonna go, right, what are the 80s sounds? What are the 80s sounds that we're gonna go? go Okay, we're gonna choose this one, this one, and this one, and this one. Here's the 80s. Whereas there was a bit more nuance in the kind of the perturbit stuff. The, it was all, you know, he'd obviously gone out of his way to play the, the up front. Here are the download tracks, the big up front drums. And it just, it, it was fine, but it just all got a little bit samey after about the third or fourth track. Whereas I never got that with perturba um so yeah Carpenter brute I it was I, I don't know whether it was the tracks he chose or or whatever I was with people I was, I was with people that were like that was brilliant at the end of it yeah. and I was like eh, I kind of saw it yesterday and I preferred what I saw yesterday uh won't stop me listening to them on record I think they got some banging tunes and mate and I'll, I'll go and see him again um but yeah it just wasn't
0: quite doing it for me did he have the screens with all those fucking brilliant like visuals and stuff no he i don't oh, think that's what you need that mate that's why when i saw him i, I barely looked at the him or the band i right. just looked at the screens because they were fucking incredible the videos and all the sort of visuals and stuff were amazing. That,
3: that, that, no they had like a light that light show they're like a light frame and stuff behind now I'm, mate i'm i'm, I'm watching i'm kind of trying to think back to this now and i'm now my brain's going the fuck did it look like and i'm just looking at the <laughs> stage do you know what i mean i my memory's no good for that shit anymore but yeah i you know it was it, it was absolutely it was absolutely fine um and i think if i had not seen perturba the day before i'd have probably enjoyed it more but uh yeah you know i mean that's it's right up my, it's right on my line big kind of you know carpenter-esque synth lines and beats and stuff like that but uh yeah i don't know i, I wanted just a little bit more nuance from it and i didn't get it
0: I think Perturbator is certainly the more um, credible artist of the two but yeah. having seen him a few times and having seen of Brute a few times the Carpenter Brute has been much more fun and it's had like a bigger like madder show so that's sure. what kind of like yeah um,
3: and like, um, like you say maybe it's that full production thing man maybe it's that full production thing but yeah we'll we all, we're, you know it, you know I I, I you know I wasn't put wasn't put off and I still you know I still really enjoy the records but it wasn't uh, it wasn't wasn't for me
0: fair enough i okay, can well, no no me, no that's not
3: true that's bollocks that's when i just said it's not for me it it just didn't quite capture me on the day do you know what i mean
0: okay yeah all right well mate we'll move on because i'm sure you're going to talk about the blackout and asking alexandria at this point
3: oh yeah man i mean i was i, I mean I I, <laughs> I I i went to see them but i had i had such a good time that my memory was instantly wiped uh i, I don't know what it was i think i must have just had so much fun that the yeah. oxytocin just wiped my memory because it's almost as if i didn't fucking bother to see that shit at all
0: Wow, that's mad, isn't it? Because you wouldn't go to download and not watch the blackout, surely? No, you, could, be the you point? couldn't, could you? No, you wouldn't. You yeah. wouldn't
3: ever do that, would you? You know, absolutely you ridiculous. Yes, yeah, it's, 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 anyway. it's almost it's almost like I'm disturbed as well the next day. I know, anyway, I
0: mm, I d- yeah, I mean, it wouldn't happen. Anyway, nah, never, uh, never. Who who did you actually see?
3: Well, I went to see. I went to see. Bring me the horizon, mate. I was. Uh, I was. Uh, I look. I'm not a Bring Me the Horizon fan. Like I kind of i. I checked out of being like uh, rock and metal being my main genre around the time that Bring Me started coming through. So I, you know, like I know I knew the first couple of records, the kind of the more screamo ones, and I was like, yeah, this is fine. And I, I vaguely paid interest, in, interest you know, uh, paid interest when like you know, Semper Turnal came out and people were going, oh, you know, this is a, you know, but I, it's just not what I was listening to. I wasn't interested in it, I, no no one was paying me to be interested in it, so I could just happily avoid it, basically, So, I, and Ollie Sykes always strike, struck me as a cunt, right, just a, a mouthy gobshite, right, uh, from the limited impression I had, right, so I wasn't that interested, but I listened to your preview, I've heard a lot of people say they're ready to do it, I thought, I'll go and give it a chance. And I suspect I'll make it to about three or four songs and it won't be for me. And that was not the end result I had. I I came away from that going, yeah, that was up there with, the, the you know, up there with some of the best debut uh, headline sh- spots I've seen. I, I know they did Red in the year before, so it's not yeah. there, but, you know. But, yeah, I, I, I thought, you know, they, they bought all of it. You know, they bought... Uh, a, a full production, they'd fucking spent a lot of time and money on the production. Like, I didn't know any of the songs really. Um, and they, you know, I, 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 my mate turned to me at the end of the first one, he was a similar place to me, and he went, I thought that was really good. And I went, I liked everything about that apart from the song. And it took me about two or three songs to get my ear into it and go, Oh, actually actually they've got some tunes you know i've you know I, so i was able to kind of they did enough of a job that i was able to unload all the bullshit and baggage that i had and the grumpy old man i went yeah this is brilliant i stayed like me and my mate got separated i stayed and watched it right to the end you know it, i was i was engrossed by it um yeah i i just thought you know i've, I've got nothing much else to say than that I, you know they've got a real star quality i still find him a little bit annoying but you know, I guess you know you you've got to be a little bit annoying to have that much kind of bullshit to be affront something that large. You know, uh, yes. yeah, yeah. I, I I thought that you know the the cheesy concept they'd framed it around was fun. The, the, they did some really interesting stuff with kind of three you know three D protection and screens and having you know that synced up to their pyro, so it looked like their pyro was fighting monsters on the screen and stuff like that yeah the crowd were into it but more than anything mate the thing for, the, for me is it was like at download it's like fucking hell it's great to see a band that are totally into it because you compare it to metallica the night before and you're like you know this is very professional in inverted commas you know how you know if you're in metallica how the fuck can you be excited about doing that you it's not it's probably not even the fifth biggest gig you've ever done in your life you know probably not the 20th biggest gig you've ever done in your life it's just another fucking day at the office whereas bring me the horizon it's like oh we're headlining the biggest metal festival in the genre that we've grown up with with the entire you know with people like me dismissing them every step of the way and they've just fucking crawled up and done it through consistency and you know through having it and i went yeah fair enough man fair enough considered myself proven wrong on that one
0: yeah i mean i'm looking at the set list now because i had not looked at it up until now and for me you know like i i, I like you know i like bring me the horizon i they've got that run of i think particularly that run of three albums which which culminates in Semper paternal which i think is really really good and they didn't play anything prior to Semper paternal by the looks of things so i was looking at it, i'm a bit like ah oh, it's a bit of a shame you know because they're doing download but you know they're moving on and they're you know they're evolving and they're doing the thing that they want to do and actually looking at it i mean there's a few songs that i don't even know because i haven't really paid much loads and loads of attention to the new songs they've released and stuff but when they're dropping like mantra house of wolves shadow moses nihilist blues king slayer drown drown throne can you feel my heart as an, as an ending encore that's fucking great um so yeah like fucking you know fair play to him it's about fucking time to be fair that this yeah yeah i mean whether it's them or someone else i think they're personally i think they're the best ones to have done it both in terms of their size and what they represent and how they sound and i think they're the best ones but um just you know it's just good to see a band it feels weird calling them new i think next year they're, they're, they're 20 years old
3: Yeah, but I mean, if you look at them in the pantheon of bands that headline download, man, it's like, you know, I mean, the point is I've been going for 20 years and, you know, in that 20 years, there's been about two or three new bands that they've let do. I mean, that's not, that's an exaggeration, you know. Uh, But, you know, it's most, you know, most of the bands, you know, you, you know, you think about young bands that do it and you're like, oh, it's Linkin Park, that new band, Linkin Park. You know it's uh, it, yeah. there's not you know there's you know avenge sevenfold i guess are one of the avenge, only bands that broke through and done it biffy,
0: biffy biffy avenged yeah. uh i guess you'd call slipknot in 2000 i mean they were they have still been around for 10 years have not they It took them 10 years to get there i mean biffy took them even longer i guess avenge it took them even longer it's taken bring me 20 years you know hard, it is what, hard it, to is get what to it is
3: point what it is it. I mean it's the thing you know you you look around that festival though and you go this is an in, you know you, you know I, I, I didn't feel old at that festival mate I felt like you know I'm in my mid to late 40s and I felt like oh I'm mid table here do you know what I mean yeah yeah and I, you know and that's i guess that's that's just the part of it but yeah no but i, I really enjoyed bring me the rise and it looked like they had a good reaction i've not really paid attention to what the critical fallout of it is um but you know i all i can do is is, is talk for myself and i fucking enjoyed it you know I, I, and i went in there ready not to so mm. that that's about okay, as good cool. an endorsement as i can give basically
0: <laughs> fair all right saturday
3: metallica part two Metallica part two um right well I started the day off watched Carcass love Carcass Carcass was fun do you know what I mean you know I you know I'm you know I'm watching it I want to hear songs from Heartwork. that's mainly where I'm at that but you know lots of fun watching Carcass um moved over watched Clutch Clutch uh Clutch are one of my you know I've been an avid Clutch fan since the mid 90s right you know I've got a load of mates that I met on Clutch forums in the 90s. I love Clutch. I've seen Clutch a lot of times. Um, you know, um, great, great band. I was really excited to see them with uh, a fairly prominent position on the main stage, and they had a few problems. First of all, I lost the bass player uh, the day before, so they were playing with a mate from Fu Manchu would had like a yeah. day that had a day to practice so that obviously affected the setlist right so they've you know they've, they must be playing the same setlist across uh they had a load of sound issues they weren't get they were they were having uh like fucking radio come through their radio mics they were they they you know they were visibly not having a good time to start off now i've seen clutch a ton of times and one thing that they do if they're not having a good time is they play really close together they like bunch up they like form a little physical ball and if you watch any of the footage that's exactly what they did you could tell like that they just they were just a stride off their game right but i reckon if you hadn't seen clutch as many times as i have you might not have noticed right i i I, I think it was uh, like clutch are such a solid live band such such a solid live band that even with all that stuff against them, they're always just going to be pretty good, right? But I would say they were... last two times I've seen them on the second stage, they were better both times. And I I felt bad for them because it felt like stuff had conspired against them. That they... You know, like Neil Fallon didn't have that... That devilish fucking sprightly step that he normally has where he's out fucking beasting out the crowd and drawing people in. So for me... It was a shame because I, I, they could have done like a, you know how Skin dread have just bought more and more people in with each download performance, right? So to the mm. point where it's like, yeah, Skin dread's always going to be a good time live. I, I felt like Clutch could have done that with a load of more people this time, and probably didn't get quite the bang for the buck out of it. They could still enjoyed it, thought it was good, just wasn't the, it wasn't a classic Clutch performance. Decent set list. Mm. It is a shame, man, because I'm always rooting for those guys, always rooting for them, always want them to be doing well.
0: Yeah, they're fucking brilliant, aren't they? They're obviously absolutely brilliant. I mean, yeah. Uh, They're a band, I mean, I saw them on the main stage, which I thought they were great, and I was surrounded by people who didn't really know them, and they were going, oh my god, this band are really good, and I was a bit like, you should see them in a club.
3: Yeah, man. I mean, see
0: them in front of 2,000 people, that's when they're really fucking amazing, I think.
3: Dude, they're just incredible band, man. I mean, I've seen them, you know, I've seen them in a leisure centre in Milton Keynes. Do you know what I mean? I've seen them in a leisure centre in Milton Keynes and I've seen them... Well, I've seen them in House of Blues in Boston and I've seen them in front of, you know, all those people at Download. And they're always great. And, you know, I must admit, the new album still hasn't really grabbed me, um, but they didn't play a ton of... St- I don't think they even played anything off the new album, to be honest they Maybe played Sunrise oh, really? and Slaughter Beach. But yeah, it was, it was you know, it, it was a solid set list. You know, it was kind of, kind of good stuff off of the albums that you want to hear I opened up with the House of Built and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was it was solid, man. I really, you know, it, but it just wasn't. It was, it wasn't. It didn't blow me away, you know. Um, and it was a. I, I, I didn't feel bad for me. I felt bad for them, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, fair. Okay, cool. Well, you know, I'm sure they'll be back and be bloody brilliant. So let's not worry too much about it. Yeah, I, I, um, I don't.
3: Yeah, I don't think it's going to have lost them any fans. Do you know what I mean? No, you put, let's let's put it that way. So right, what happened and, after that? Uh, I'm trying to think, I, I, I'm just trying to work out if I, because I'm looking at it and I'm going, surely that wasn't the last thing I saw. Yeah, i tell you what it, What happened is we went, I went back to the tent and my plan was very much to go in and see placebo. And if placebo weren't doing it for me to go across and see Coheed and Canberra. And what happened is I went back, I got very, very comfortable. There were a load of my mates at the campsite. No one could be asked to go. We ended up having a really good laugh at the campsite. Right? uh I'm, I feel I feel you know I feel sad about it now that I didn't see him. But I'll be honest with you, I had a really good time. You know, I missed I, I missed a few things that I wanted to see that day. Like Kid Bookie was just on too early. I really wanted to see Kid Bookie. Mm. I really wanted to see Bob Villain, but again, it was just in the middle of it was it was one thing that I wanted to see in the middle of too long a walk there and too long a walk back and yeah I wanted I wanted to see uh because I really like the last Coheed album and yeah, I, and I really wanted you know and I really wanted to see Placebo like, Placebo you know played Nancy Boy I would have really liked to have seen that so I'm, I'm sad that's on me I think I'd have had a good time if I'd have done it but you know you know it's like festival for me is 90 percent about hanging about my mates kind of getting fucked up and having a good time so the the, you know the soundtrack to it is uh you know is uh is little highlights that you remember but it's always uh it's always the good time with your pals that's the most important bit i think
0: yeah i mean I, i that's i understand that as well um unfortunately i don't have any friends to go to festivals with but uh i theoretically i understand what that's what that's i supposed I, to be I, I i i'm, I'm your friend media scumbag <laughs> i'm your oh, friend
3: right, right. stephen hill you'll come you'll come with we'll us we'll go to slam time.
0: we'll go to slam dunk together next year then, shall we
3: well well what we will do is get a depeche mode together on uh
0: saturday no so, yeah okay well yeah we can work out with yeah abs- oh fucking absolutely as we record this is about to kick off in terms of gigs and stuff. I'm going to see the Depeche Mode. Uh, well, we're going to see the Depeche Mode. Yeah, man, that's going to be fucking amazing. Anyway. Can't wait, um, mate. Can't wait. Don't, let's not, and young let's fathers. not talk... Yeah, fucking hell. Let's not talk about that when you're about to tell me how disappointed Metallica were, though, right? Oh, fuck me, man. Yeah, this is the thing. So, like, we went and we got into
3: place for Metallica. Um, and, you know, I was like... You know, at this point, I was like, well, maybe it'll be really good. Maybe it'll be... The, the thing you know they'll they'll do something special and and they just didn't man they they started the set off in exactly so the way they started the set before is they had obviously the the dc track playing they had photo like yellow background photographs from across the years of them right and it wasn't fucking particularly cool man it, it was like it wasn't great and then obviously that gives way in other you know, the Ecstasy and the Gold, and you know, the Ennio Morricone, and then they start. And it's like, well, that's how you started on Friday. You've not got something slightly different for us, just like a little bit different, just to say, that was that set, this is what, and it was, that set the tone, it was like, oh no, it's just gonna be the same again. And it was, you know? I, I mean, I fucking, what did they open? I can't even remember what they opened with. Um, I mean, let me, have, I'm gonna have to look at the set
0: list. I can try and get the set list up for you now. Uh, Metallica set list two thousand twenty three. So they, yeah, they. I love the way they even have, um, you know, a long way to the top of your rock and roll in the set list. Whiplash. Started with Whiplash, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. They started with they started with Whiplash. I mean, that's, a pretty, that, and, and, and that's yeah, a pretty good start, pretty good opening
3: and, for. Fuck me. And that, and that was pretty fun. Yeah. So Whiplash, for whom the bell tolls, ride the lightning until it sleeps. And I was like, yeah, okay. Fucking great. That's what we got. I mean, Ride the Lightning was a bit too long, innit? But, um, but you know, I was like, okay, here we go. Until It Sleeps, I was really pleased to hear Until It Sleeps. And yeah, then... I would like to seen that. And then, fucking... Seven, then we got 72 Suns, If Darkness Had a Sun. We got Sanitarium, which for me... That, I was like, ah, oh, wicked. Here we go. And then... And then, I don't know, man. Even though... Even though the rest of the set list looks decent enough. Like, new must burn, I don't, I don't know what that is. Call of Cthulhu, people were excited about Call of Cthulhu. I didn't give a shit, right? Unforgiven sounded fine. Weather on My Roam sounded fine. Moth Into a Flame is one of the better songs off of those mm-hmm. written albums. Battery, it wasn't, I didn't think it was a great version of Battery. Whiskey in the Jar, I could live without hearing that again. One, fucking hell, Lars, Lars on one, man, like, Lars has never been the world's greatest drummer, but I, it sounds like he's starting to really struggle with any of the double fucking bass bits, like, it just didn't sound great to me, that version of one, and then Enter Sandman, I mean, to be honest with you, if I never hear Enter Sandman again, I don't give
0: a fuck, do you know what I mean, I don't. I feel very much like that I actually when they played Twickenham I missed the traffic I missed the rush for the, ch- the train back by just not watching Enter Sandman I hope they continue to finish with Enter Sandman so that I can continue to nip yeah. out before everyone else do, do you know what I mean because I've seen it enough times and it's a great you know like look it's a great song if, if I'd never heard it before and someone played it to me I'd be going wow what a song but I have heard it probably have heard it enough times at this point so yeah I think for the people that didn't know metallica and i looked on twitter there were a few of them who were like oh they only played one song i knew and you're like well i think that might be your problem <laughs> more than metallica's yeah. to be fair i mean i'll be honest with you. I, amount
3: uh, this is the thing i'm looking at i'm looking at that set list now and i'm going that's a good set list that's a that's a good set of songs that is a good set of songs mm. but i tell you mate I didn't really enjoy it. They felt tired, they felt bored, and I was bored. I've never been bored watching Metallica before, but I was fucking bored. And when it was over, I just went, Ugh. I, yeah, I don't know. It just after you know, first time I'd, I'd seen them, I was like, okay, this is what it is. And then I'd seen Bring Me the Horizon in the interim, and I thought they were better, even though I didn't know the songs and I've got no history with them. Uh, and then back this, time, I was just like. Ugh. It just seems fucking tired, man. It just doesn't seem like any fun. It feels like old men dialing it in. Is what and I, and I am an old man, and I often dial it in. So I, I you know, I, I it takes one to know one and all that shit. But I just didn't love it, man. I just didn't love it, and I, and I wanted to. Like I've I, I realized that I sound like I'm being a really grumpy old cunt about this. I I really <laughs> really wanted to like this, you know. I really wanted to like it, and I just didn't.
0: Well, mate, look. If you didn't, you didn't. And that's all there is to it. Like, I think it's, a, you know, obviously I wasn't there, so I can't comment. I'm not going to comment on a show that I haven't. But like, check this out, guys. I'm not going to comment on a show that I didn't go to. I haven't seen. What? Know, Don't man, let that stop you, man. Have you? Have you not been? <laughs> <on the laughs> yeah, internet? I know. Yeah, mad, right? Um, but if that's how you felt, that's how you felt. I mean, I know people who loved it and they thought it was incredible, and you know, and then I did see a lot of people going kind of a bit over the top with going, "Oh, they're awful," and I just thought, mm, I can't imagine they would have been. Awful, like terrible, but who knows? I I, I don't know. They weren't. They weren't awful. They're
3: they're never going to be awful. What what they were is the very definition of professional. And you know what? There is a point you get. You know, like when you spend enough time around this music, you know, and you've seen behind the curtain a little bit, and you know, like a bit of the polish of the magic of it has kind of washed off you, and you're older and a bit more cynical, right? You're like, okay, a lot of this is me, and you know, probably a lot of it was me, but it didn't have any magic to it for me and and that's the first time I've seen Metallica where it hasn't and I don't think it was just me I do think it was them and the performance and I just you know it it, it just didn't you know it didn't feel like they were super into it to me I, I, I you know it just felt like they were going through the paces a bit and you know, oh, fuck it. I kind of want a bit more on a, you know. I, I mean, I didn't pay to get in, but if I'd paid three hundred and fifty fucking pound for that ticket, I'd have been furious. I think.
0: Yeah. Okay. Wow. So go on then. Tell us about Sunday. Did that make up for Metallica at all?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it did to a to a degree. I mean, I didn't see much on the Sunday. Truth be told, I went to see uh, Green Lung. Uh, Green Lung were, yeah. I I really enjoyed them, man. It's you know you know what it is. It's that Sabbath worship. Uh, it's you know it's quite you know quite plagiaristic to a degree, but you know they're they're young guys out there doing what Sabbath aren't out there doing now, so you know there's a space in the market for that. Um, it, big riffs, fucking it's about Satan, and it's about weed, and it's it, it was a lot of fun, you know. It connected well enough on the day. It's not that original, um, but you know I enjoyed it.
0: Good, yeah. I mean I'm not really listening to Green Lung much at all. I do remember hearing something of theirs a few years ago but mate i mean i could i i couldn't tell you that much about kind of a lot of these stoner rock bands it's not really something i currently pay attention to i've basically got kai so i really feel like i need much else to be honest so yeah i know know, what you mean man like for people who love them i know there are some people who are like oh yeah green lung are fucking great so yeah good to know
3: they, they are good man they are good I, I, they're definitely you know if you know they're definitely worth a uh, a, a check out if they're at a festival you're at you know they're, they're fun enough if you like a bit of Sabbath and if you don't like Sabbath then you know fucking what's wrong with you so yeah uh, and then from there I only saw one other band uh, that day uh, I went across and I saw Ghost lovely
0: stuff lovely
3: yeah now I've look, I've you know I've got a bit of a you know, kind of love-hate relationship with Ghost, I guess. I've seen them live a few times on the first couple of albums. Didn't quite connect with me. Uh, but the last couple of records have been lots of fun. So I was looking forward to them. Uh, and i got to say, they went out there, opened with Kyserion. And, yeah, was very, very impressed. You know, I, like, like the thing about Ghost is that what they've done is quite clever, isn't it? You know, they've repackaged the kind of the good stuff, the good riffs and shit from the 80s and 90s. Uh, but instead of doing what Steel Panther do, which is just like some kind of parody where it's just always novelty act, they've kind of repackaged it in a way that makes it feel quite current and quite... It's, it's almost like a, you don't realise they've done it unless you're looking. And, you know, th- those songs just sounded fantastic in a field, you know. Uh, obviously, you you, um, you said there was a, a tweet they've done today.
0: Yeah, they said something about not bringing the full production. Because, I mean, obviously, like, like you say, the kind of the image at this point is so kind of and i guess the law as well is so central to what ghosts do and i mean i i'm the same really i i basically like everything they've done but i certainly love that kind of white snakey deaf leopardy goes fucking scoop yeah scoop spooky shit they've been doing recently that's my favorite shit um but they said they didn't bring the full production so is that true well i, I don't know i mean they said something they said something on stage i mean it seemed like a full production like
3: then that they had like you know kind of the ego ramps they had the big Um, They had the big uh, uh, stained glass window. And they they said something on stage about normally we wake this guy up. And there was something in the stage. And I guess it was like a papyrus or something like that, right? Uh, But we couldn't get it to work. So I don't know whether it's they didn't bring the full production or whether something didn't work. Or maybe there is just an even fucking bigger production that we don't know about. But it certainly, you know, from a passerby, it felt like they'd bought A decent production with them, you know. Loads of costume changes. There was, you know, you know, kind of bit of, you know, kind of some loud bangs and pyro and bits and, you know, it it seemed like a, you know, I I haven't seen a lot of stuff on that second stage that's had a bigger production. I mean, it wasn't Rob Zombie levels, but it was, you know, it was still pretty good. But yeah, no, I'd really, really enjoyed that set. I was like, yeah, you know, they should be a main stage headliner at some point in the not too distant future. You know, they've definitely sold me a ticket to the next time they play in the O2
0: or something like that. Mm. I mean, that's the audition for it, isn't it? I mean, I look at the 13-song set list of Kaiserian Rats, Faith, Spillways, Cerise, Coverages, He Knows Me, Watching the Sky, Year Zero, Mary on a Cross, Mummy Dust, Kiss the Go-Go, Dance Macabre, Square Hammer. Yeah. fucking love Square Hammer, man. So good. I mean, that is, you know, a little bit of everything and taking they've got just got a really really impressive I guess you'd call it a greatest hit set at this point as well wouldn't you which you kind of need yeah I mean
3: it was killer man it was killer and it was like you know I mean there were a lot of ghost t-shirts there but there were a lot of people that had obviously come across just to check them out as well you know Um I, I think it's a shame in a way that it wasn't a, a sub to Slipknot mm-hmm. but you know I'm not taking anything away from Parkway Drive you know I, Parkway's not really my my bag particularly I've not delved in too much but I think if it had been on before Slipknot, when everyone was getting their places for Slipknot, that would have been a really fucking big punch-up for them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Really, really would have gotten them across to some other people. Um, and I think they'd have done a really good job of subbing the main stage. But, you know, they headlined the headlined second, and that's a pretty solid achievement in and of itself. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I definitely can't wait to see them and i think there will be a solid download headliner in the not too distant future
0: yeah i think they're the the most likely uh band to do that i reckon um anyway well mate uh i hope you had a good time thanks very much for coming on and sharing your thoughts i did i
3: i did have a good time even if even if it sounds like i'm a grumpy old cunt and i didn't (laughs) look just as a caveat if if you're young and you went to the festival and it's one of your first festivals and you're like what's this prick talking about fair enough man i would have said exactly the same thing but i've done over you know, probably over fifty festivals, probably sixty festivals in my life, um, and you know, I had a really good time. Um, but you know, and if I'd been sent to
0: review it, I'd have probably seen a few more bands. But uh, you know, I had a lovely time. Yeah, man. Well, you know, look, you were, you were under no pressure from me. Review anything. I just wanted to get a kind of flavour of the festival, which you have given to us. I was kind of gutted that I didn't get to go in the end. You know, it does feel a bit weird. I was uh, glad you didn't get to go. Yeah, after you know, going every year 2009 onward to every single one, for this to be the first one I missed out on a while, it did feel a bit weird. But um you know, sometimes you just need a fucking break, don't you? Just need a fucking break.
3: Yeah, for real, man. You do, you do, man. and The change is as good as the rest, man. And you'll you'll have other festivals to go to this year.
0: All right, man. Well, look, pleasure to see you, mate, and I will see you on Saturday. You will see you later, mate. Thank you so much. All right, there you go. Dave and me talking all things download. He like Ghost, so good times. Uh, we'll be back next week. And Lord only knows what's going on next week. Who knows? Who knows what fucking fun shit will have happened in the world of music. Um, I hope I don't say that and then, like, oh, this and then Jimmy Page. I always use Jimmy Page as well. I'm not kind of wishing death on Jimmy Page. But I'm always like, oh, no, my luck, Jimmy Page died. Yeah. Mm.
2: Um, I'll tell
0: you what I'll tell you what is happening. Uh I'll I'm going to uh Depeche Mode on Saturday um mm. and I'm going to rant it on Tuesday. Oh and I'm going to Tenacious D to today if you're listening to this podcast the day it comes out. So I'll probably talk to you about all of those things. Gaz! Hello
1: it's been a pleasure. Always. Never a chore, mate. Um never a
0: chore. I would give you I'd give you a virtual fist bump through the screen which means nothing to people listening but fine um we'll definitely be hearing from you soon i'm sure and thank you very much everyone for listening if you want to hear more of me and gaz then you can go to patreon.com forward slash true pop and listen to two and a half hours of us talking about (laughs) Def leopard yeah good now good now Um, if you you watch that arnie documentary it's amazing
1: oh i I watched part two because that was what i was interested in about the the acting one Oh, mate, you want to watch the whole thing? Yeah. i watch all I'm... three hours of it in one sitting. Oh, really? I'll just watch yeah. the second one during my lunch break at work. Because I want gets the bit about... Um, Him and Stallone. No, you we know, did Stallone. No, no, the, the bit where he he got depressed because of the last action hero bombing at the, at the box <laughs> yeah. office. I just want to be by myself. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, I went to bed, I cried all night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just coming in stogies. Cool. Yeah. Went to bed and cried the whole night. I couldn't get tears in my eyes. Anyway, look, we can't do it. This has been on going on fucking far too long already. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, everyone. Get out now.